Reach for the sky, boy. Many days late, but sadly, not two bucks short. Hello and welcome to, well, wouldn't you know who won the Tony? Episode one, all in. As you heard the dulcet sounds of the Briscoe's theme tune there, I'm going to get deep into uh, some Jay Briscoe chat shortly, but I am the big man John Mack. In fact, I shouldn't really call myself a big man on a AEW-based thing. I'm the cleaner John Mack. <laughs> And I'm joined, as always, by a man who wins a pissing contest everywhere he goes. His personal best is 18 foot high up a wall. He puts German water sports films to shame. He is the golden elite, me, Mark Crowver. How you doing, (laughs) mate? Yeah, not bad, mate. I mean, I wasn't expecting that intro, but yeah, thank you anyway. How are you? (laughs) I was uh, showering you with praise and other praise. (laughs) Other things. <laughs> Dirty protest. <laughs> it was. I, I thought we could try and keep Partridge out of this, but I think it might be impossible. <laughs> what, Boob Olympics? <laughs> we're very, very, very one-dimensional gimmick at the moment. That's all we've got. That's all we've got. <laughs> Monkey tennis. <laughs> the Eurovision Von Contest. <laughs> And wet Christmas. <laughs> you can you can you can do that you can do that all you like, but that getting pays you for your eight grand a year. <laughs> oh dear. It's so easy to go in for the t- partridge tangent, isn't it? <laughs> it is, but it's it's increasingly odd considering what we're about to talk about. As uh, as I alluded to in the intro, we uh we had some sad news the other week. We alluded to that on our main show, but yeah, we uh, we lost a, a big, big guy from the world of wrestling. Yeah. Jay Briscoe. Obviously, everybody knows what happened. It's It's been well documented. Uh, we're not going to go through all that because, it, it, you know, it's been done. Yeah. But we are going to share our sort of thoughts on Jay Briscoe as a wrestler and we're probably going to delve into the... The, the controversies of, of Jay Briscoe or the one controversy. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, we're both fans of the Briscoe brothers uh, and, and Jay Briscoe's a singles wrestler. Yeah. Uh, what's your sort of, you know, what's your sort of main memories about him? But do, you know, do you know what? I mean, it's like one of them where I think I probably got to the party a little bit late with, with the Briscoes. I mean, I, I, I wasn't particularly paying much attention to Ring of Honor in its early sort of days, you see the odd odd bit, but they sort of they sort of passed me by for the best part of ten years, I would say, when they were not when they were knocking about. And then I think in the last, well, maybe five to ten years, I've really started to. I think I think my wrestling taste changed a lot, and I sort mm. of, and I think I sort of, and then I got I got onto you know I started watching more of the older punk stuff. You know, a bit of a bit of the older Ring of Honor, you know, Tyler Black, Seth Rollins, and the like, early days of like Kevin Steen, and that's where I sort of came across them. And you just they just instantly stood out. Do you know what I mean? Even even like when you see 
earlier stuff when they, they you know, it looked a little bit goofy when they first popped up, but you could sort of, yeah, you could you could see that there was there was just, someone there, wasn't there? Yeah, there was there was just a lot of potential, and I don't think anyone really would have foreseen them becoming what they were, just in terms of like the characters they built, and I think a lot of the time they do get the like you might have mentioned that they have got a lot a bit of stick over the years for some of the you know some of the promos some of the some of the stuff on twitter and stuff like that and and ultimately they did sort of pay for that in a way you know a lot of, i think a lot of the time there, there was a lot of almost in a similar way to like mgf where they were just working they were 24/7 working and they were playing they were playing roles and i just think um just I think you could you could stand that trilogy with FTR up against anything I've anything, ever seen. Yeah. That's just sublime. Uh, that's the lasting memory I'll have of the, the you know him in particular with his brother. Just it was seeing a month previous one. That's what I mean. So just seeing them two in that ring, you know, with both of them, them with with Dash and Cat, Dax and Cash, sorry, with both all their arms raised, you know, covered in covered in blood and the war wounds of that match. And it was just like that's iconic. That is for me. That that picture yeah. stands the test of time. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I don't think I, I, don't, I don't think I've seen a better collection of matches than that since. I don't know. I can't even think. Like maybe Austin Rock, but even they weren't on that level for me. But, not as an in-ring product, maybe not. No. But... Yeah, I just think I just think it's it's such a such a such a shame. I mean, it really, I mean, what a talented guy. And don't get me wrong, he's. I'm sure there's a lot of people that weren't a big fan of him because of you know previous things he said. But I mean, it was he was younger. He was made mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. He apologised for it. You know, it's just for me. It'll always just be an absolute one of the one of the greatest tag team guys of all time. Potentially one of the best Ring of Honor guys you could have. You know, they've ever had. But yeah, it's just, it's just really sad. I mean, I was listening to listen to Cornette the other day. Obviously, we we, we listened to Cornette, and you know that he's known him since almost. Day one, I think. Uh, well, not far off it, and just listening to him sort of break down and talk about it was really difficult. And you see people like you know, big guy like Samoa Joe, and how much it's affected him and things like that. I just think it's such a shame. It's got, he's just, uh, he, I still think he had so much more to give to the business as well. I think he's only just getting started, really. Yeah, and the fact that he's he's, he's like a, a month and a half younger than me sort of hit yeah. home to me because he's he's my age. Yeah. Um, was a bit was a bit mad. I became aware of him around sort of 2006 when I started, you know, getting bits of Ring of Honor when and where I could, borrowing sort of DVDs like mail order DVDs off mates. Yeah. And like you said, there was from the kickoff from the first time I saw him, it was like, who the fuck are these nuts? Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. like there was something about them yeah. made you want to watch them, and yeah. they weren't as prominent for me until sort of 2010 i was more into like joe and danielson and punk and stuff like that yeah and then 2010 i think as a tag team they were always there but when J- i mean when jay had his singles run yeah with the belt and stuff that was that was fucking superb some i mean even up to last year with the ftr stuff and the year before that they had a great match with uh taven and mike bennett yeah, the final battle. Uh, they've had different, some of the tag team matches. Matt Seidel and David Richards they had a good tag team match with them. Steen and Generico, you know, they've had good matches with them as, yeah. as tag teams. But like Jay, as a as a single, 
was one of the things that I loved. I, I love Mark Briscoe. He's, he's a lunatic, but Jay Briscoe as a single worked. Not yeah. many people can go down that singles route and still be a decent, you know, still carry on with tag team wrestling, I think, because obviously the, the brothers, they were always going to, you know, they were never going to break come back up. And, yeah. yeah. He had some absolute cracky matches a single. He had one with Joe, which was superb. He had one with Wilkin that was superb. He's had a great feud with Cole as well, Adam Cole. Steen yeah. and Shane Taylor. <laughs> you know, people like that. Jay Lethal, fucking hell, the Jay Lethal matches were superb. Yeah. Like, really, really good. I'd say I'd say his, his best two matches, singles matches, were against Cole and Jay Lethal. I'd say they were the ones that that really stood out to me. It's just a shame Adam Cole's gone off the bleeding boil, isn't it? But <laughs> Jay Briscoe, I mean, the stuff he said. Oh, right. I. It was it, when it came out. It was always like, oh, fucking hell, not not somebody I like. And then you go. Yeah. Right, then you've got to sort of just judge him as a wrestler, just take the personal out of it. It's like a bit like, well, it's not, it's not like we do with Benoit. Obviously, that's completely two different sides of the yeah, spectrum, but it's no. the same, yeah. same concept of taking something out. And but from what I can gather, you know, he, he just he hadn't been exposed to that community, he hadn't been exposed to LGBTQ plus people, yeah. and when he was. I think he realised the error of his ways. He's atoned for these comments. Yeah. And he's he's sort of friends with LGBTQ plus wrestlers like Effie and like there's people sort of in the wrestling business, like Kenny Kenny McIntosh, who's part of that community, and he's you know he said, Look, he's you know, he apologized and he learned from him and educated himself, which yeah. is it's what is what you should do. I mean, there probably wasn't any hatred in there from a personal perspective, it's just you know, once you taught that from a sort of so upbringing, you know, I suppose, isn't it? Upbringing, yeah. He's he's brought up in a sort of sheltered community in a Christian society, and and especially in America, that kind of thing. Christians don't tend to yeah. like that in America, especially sort of in the raw, more rural areas of America. Yeah. It's and I think once he was exposed to that, he learned from that and educated himself, and you know. Realize that you know, shit, we're all the fucking same, yeah. and and I think he has a tone for it. And the fact that you know you can get a convicted rapist on your TV, but you can't get a guy a guy who said like two things in a tweet ten years ago, apologized for him, and you know was yeah. tried to make amends for him. You can't get him on TVs appalling because Mike Tyson's never fucking apologized or tried to make amends. But at the end of the day, Mike Tyson's got the name Mike Tyson, and Jay Briscoe hasn't. It's just hypocritical in it, but like you said, it's it's the name and but it's double. It's not double standards, but it's it's one rule for one, one rule for the other, isn't it? It's, yeah, of course it's, it is. It's not fair, and obviously it's not affected. It's not. It's got nothing to do with you know what's ultimately happened to the guy, but you know it's a shame that you know that feud with FTR was great. How great could it have been if they'd have been able to promote it on TV? If they could have, do you know what I mean? If they, if yeah, that's the only thing. But they still made made whatever they could out of it so that's it I mean it's a massive shame that you're just never going to see this guy work again such a talent the only sort of ray of light to come out of this is the fact that Mark Briscoe he's kind of forced their hand to put Mark Briscoe on telly yeah. and I mean that that match gets lethal the other night Super. through the biggest rating that they had in since Punk's been there since Punk left kind of thing 
Yeah, it's a superb match as well. Really, really good. Um, so and that just proves that they can draw. Yeah, obviously as well. We we don't really know what's going on with his with his daughters and stuff like that. But obviously, you know, fingers crossed, everything you know works out for them. And hopefully, anyway, because them yeah, it's tragic, really, and it what happened. Yeah, I mean that's. I think that's the most for me for me as a father. I think that's the most fucked up part of it yeah. for me. Because them poor fucking kids, I mean, not only have they lost a dad, they've also, I mean, apparently they're big cheerleading fans. That's where, apparently that's where they were coming back from or going yeah. to cheerleading practice. So, I mean, from what I can gather from what I've seen, there's been a lot of, there's a lot of spinal issues. And yeah, it's if, awful. You know, they're probably going to lose their ability to do what they love most. And yeah. it's, it's fucking heartbreaking, but it's nice um, to see. I mean, we're going to, we're going to be, saying a few bits and bobs about a certain amount of these people in a bit. But it's nice to see people like, who I don't really give much credit to, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Jerry Cody's people, who've contributed. Yeah. I mean, Cornette's thrown some money in, Dax has thrown some money in, there's a few Anonymouses in there. Steen's, Steen's whacked a, a load of money in. Yeah. You know, and, he, and, I, think, and then I think they made about three and a half hundred grand in like two days or something, which just shows how much the guy meant yeah. to people. So you know, fair play to anybody who's who's contributed money. Well, yeah, it's, it's one of them. It's it, we we wanted to touch on it, didn't we, in a little bit more depth, and it really hits home because it's sort of when 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 a wrestler dies, it's normally someone who's been who's who's been there, done it. They're, they're in the, they're at the age where they've they've had a massive career behind them. It's not very it's not that often that someone who's almost at the peak passes suddenly. You think of Ed, Eddie and stuff like that, and Benoit. You know, Benoit, but obviously that was under different circumstances. So completely, this, yeah. is, this is sort of like a something I haven't experienced for quite some time as a wrestling fan. So it's, it was really, really hit home. Actually, I was, you know, quite emotional when I saw the the news. Um, as mad as it is, it's like this. This almost harks back to sort of the seventies and eighties because for a long time the only wrestlers who died early were due to you know, heart issues down to steroids or, you know, something like that, or, yeah. or ODs, whereas in the yeah. 70s and 80s, just because of the volume of, of road trips they made, yeah. it was quite, well, not common, but, you know, it was more common than than yeah. it is now for them to have a character. Like Adrian Adonis uh, was one. Yeah. Uh, or they had plane crashes. Flair was in a plane crash, but obviously he didn't, you know, die, but, you know, yeah. he was seriously injured. So, yeah, it's it's it's, it's a hard one to take. It's even harder when you know you're you're into the, them as a as a wrestler as a talent and you invested in it because I mean me and you were saying like those three FTR matches versus the Briscoes we've not been invested into stuff like that yeah for a long time it almost sort of reaffirms your sort of faith in it in wrestling because yeah. you you kind of forget now everything's open and exposed and everything you you don't you don't feel like you did when you're a kid. You can't um, get lost in it. No, you can't. But they they got me lost in it, and yeah. like MJF and Punk are two that, that that get me lost in it. I can't get lost in in a lot of it because you you can tell that it's not it's completely worked, and you can tell that they yeah just re- reciting lines, and yeah, that's that's just not what I'm into. And the Briscoes and FTR certainly did something that not many people have managed to do for me, and I'm pretty sure you're the same because me and you yep. have discussed this shit in length. Now, 
So what I'd like to do is, you know, raise a glass, Jay Briscoe, mate. Rest in peace. Yeah, take it easy, brother. Anyway, sadly, the Briscoes were not on this card. Well, they were. They were on the pre-show. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to take you to the Sears Centre in Illinois, 1st of September 2018. For an eleven thousand two hundred and sixty-three person attendance and a fifty thousand buy rate, it's all in. So we open with the grating voice of Justin Roberts. <laughs> That's never a good sign for your start of your pay per view, is not, it? Not a great start. <laughs> and then the American theme tune, as I have to call it, is sung by somebody. Why Skip do they that. do that? Why do they always do that on pay-per-views? It's fucking weird. <laughs> I want someone to come out with Team America. America, fuck, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lick my ass and suck on my balls. <laughs> be fucking great. <laughs> That'd be bad, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, I mean, I've never understood that fucking... They, do, they, they used to do it all the time on WWF pay-per-views, didn't they? I don't know if they do it anymore, to be honest, but it's just proper copycat they, that. They, they do that American are beautiful at WrestleMania. And they've had oh, some... that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. I mean, <laughs> the, the definitive one is clearly the DX band doing it and everyone, and getting booed out of the house. That was, <laughs> that was quite funny. So about two two and a half minutes in after after that warbling nonsense we get a, a little promo intro package welcome everybody to a night of love a night of energy a night of passion a love letter to professional wrestling we're here in chicago illinois all in Ten thousand strong, selling out in under thirty minutes. It's Ian Riccoboni, Excalibur, Don Callis, a collection of who's who in professional wrestling broadcasters, and we have a who's who of professional wrestlers here tonight, including our main event, six-man tag team action. We will see the Golden Elite, Kota Ibushi, teaming with the Young Bucks to take on Rey Mysterio Jr., Bandito, and Ray Phoenix. What other match could be the main event? This is the biggest show in modern professional wrestling history, but it is also followed up by Kenny Omega taking on Penta Alzaro Mero. And if you thought those two matches were huge done, take a look at the match we have in front of you right now. Yeah, I'm pumped about this. No one's betting on Marty Skrull here. Okada has been on a roll we know the last two years, but don't sleep on Marty. Oh, it should be an incredible match, as should this, the Ring of Honor World Championship on the line. We saw it, an all-in zero hour, Cliff Gordon winning the over-budget battle royal. He will take on Jay Lethal for the Ring of Honor World Championship. But that's not the only title on the line, Excalibur. This is 70 years of history culminating right here in Chicago, Illinois. Nick Aldis, the world's heavyweight champion, defending against the American Nightmare, Cody. But first, what an opening contest we have on tap for you right here. Amazing up and coming athlete against one of the best kept secrets in professional wrestling. And I, for one, can't wait to get started. Apparently, we have a night of love, energy, and passion. A love letter to pro wrestling. Jesus fucking Christ. 
<laughs> I will say one thing. I mean, it was an, it's an impressive gate, isn't it, for a, a, an, an indie show, really? Oh, yeah. I mean, one of... everybody wanted him to succeed. They, had, they needed that, all these people would fly in for it. Yeah, I mean, it was it was impressive, but, you know, we'll, we'll get into some of the matches because, you know, it's... Yeah. <laughs> but... So on, com- on commentary, we've got Ian Riccoboni. Yay! Excalibur. <laughs> Boo! Don Callis. Eh, questionable. Yeah, very. <laughs> it's, it's apparently a who's who of wrestling. Eh, not, not quite sure of that. No. The main event is the Golden Elite, for fuck's sake. I know. The name, I mean, the name alone. <laughs> some of the ma- some of the matches on the card, and you figure that's not the main event. Like, but that is. I mean, I know that they sort of pretty much drew the, drew the, the gate and stuff. But Cody did as much as that, didn't he? And that is a world title match. Same with Omega. Well, He's a, Omega's a much bigger star than them guys, anyway. Yeah. Um, they put over they put over Omega pretty big, and they, then they talk about Akada and uh, problematic Englishman Marty Skrull. <laughs> Very problematic. And then they talk about Lethal and Flip Gordon. And I'm thinking, how far is fucking Cody down the card? I know. I know. Mental, isn't it? Mental. Absolutely mental. Did you like the intro package, Mark? Yeah, it was a, it was a bit forced, wasn't it? Wasn't it? A little, little bit. And like you said, the, touch. the commentary team, not the best. You know, I like, obviously, we like Rick and Bonnie, but Excalibur's shit. And, and he's shit now, but he's even shitter on this paper. I'm just going to. I'm just going to say that for now. He, you can tell this is his first ever sort of big broadcast, and he's just, he's just awful. And Callus yeah, is, he's all, he's all right as uh, that heel. I don't mind guy, him so, but, so much with the heel sympathizer, but he's a bit like you can tell he's a bit creepy, can't you? You can tell there's something not right oh, with him. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's got scarlet fever. <laughs> But we um we opened up the pay per view with uh, the future world champion down the line, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. He comes out, yeah. He's got the tune. He's still got the same music as he did then. Um, <clears throat> he comes out, and he even though I've seen and I know what he becomes. If you look, if you watched him at this point, you'd think this guy has got something. You know, oh, he's definitely got something. Like what is it? Four, four and a half years ago. So yeah. it's it's in its embryonic stages to a degree, yeah. but you can tell that you no, know not quite mastered it. But no, he's he's going somewhere, isn't he? Yeah, you know he's got something about him, and he comes up against. I'll be honest, I've never heard of this geezer, Matt Cross. Any any ideas? Yeah, he was in that Lucha Underground thing. As I think he was called Son of Havoc or something. Um, mask. He was masked. Yeah. Very, very spot monkey kind of guy, but that Lucha Underground was an interesting concept. I don't know if you've ever watched anything. It was done almost like a, a, a sort of soap opera. It was like a series. Very interesting. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. It was. I couldn't fully get behind it. I mean, some of them actually were all right, but I mean, it was too jarring for me. I know a lot of people who liked it, and you know, it's fair enough guys, personally it? for my take. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah, Morrison was on it. Yeah, uh, junk, uh, Lucha Sock. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Matt, this Matt Crosgy, though, like, you, you look at him, you know, good body, physique's good, get onto his head, grey haired little gimp, he looks shit. He looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. Excal- Excalibur makes this comment, he said, uh, Oh, this is old hat for Matt Cross. And I, and I said, I disagree. 
because there's no way in God's earth he's wrestled in an arena before. <laughs> there's no way, is there? He can't have done. <laughs> he's, he's wrestled in like the sports hall of a school, hasn't he? <laughs> he must have done. <laughs> he must have done. I mean, this was a bit of an interesting contrast of styles, wasn't it? Uh, massively. <laughs> massively. <laughs> they sort of crossed us a bunch of those flips. He does one of them like almost like ricochet things where he does a bunch of flips, does nothing, and he does like a little Superman, superhero pose in the middle of the ring. Look, yeah. He looks like shit. And then MGF like offers his hand, smacks him, and he says something along the lines of, I don't need to flip to get over and all this. So just yeah, he did. <laughs> I thought that was quite funny. This wasn't. This was a match where you, you watched it. and You thought this is this is made for this crowd, but it, it wasn't really made for me. A lot, a lot of it's like that. I mean, I, it's what what's the what's the quote? It gets over in that room. Well, yeah, well, it fucking does. To be fair, but I, could, I I enjoyed little elements of MGF, but even then, you can sort of at this point, he's. I don't think he had. A, he didn't have that stature where he could say, "No, I'm not going to do that." So you yeah. get involved yeah. in stuff where if you asked him now. No fucking way I'm doing that. I'm doing it my no. way. I'm the top guy. Yeah, he, he didn't obviously have, and, and, and nor should he at that point. I mean, he's, he's barely been in the business for three years or something at that point. But, uh, I just didn't, I just didn't really enjoy this cross fella. I just found him really annoying. I found him a little bit no selly as well at times. It's a theme we'll get to throughout the night, I'm sure. Yeah, but I just feel like it's like, he looks like shit. You know, when like, say, say Omega does it and, don't get me wrong, he does do a bit of it later on in the night. But you know that Omega's he's a star, he's done it, he's been there, he's been done it in Japan and stuff like that. This guy looks yeah. like shit, and he did, I didn't think he was doing anything for MJF to make him look better, which I found no. frustrating. What, yeah. did you, what did you reckon of it? Because, yeah, I couldn't really get into it. So, look up into a headlock, his shoulder and flips out, and he taunts the crowd. Hooks ropes and cross misses a drop kick and lands in that sort of Osprey pose like you, you know, yeah. the man who fell to earth kind of thing. <laughs> bit, sta- bit stagey. Um, MGF's facials are superb. He's selling his indignation. Love it. Then he applauds and sticks his hand out. Classic cunt. Yeah. He's, he's just so disingenuous. I mean, he's not, obviously, like we said, he's not as great as he as he gets, but yeah. he, there are there are little bits of quality little, in there. Little touches. So he hugs him and then kicks him. <laughs> and like you said, he blags a dive and shouts, <laughs> don't be silly, I don't have to flip to get over. <laughs> I thought that was that was fucking brilliant. I mean, because he's obviously yeah. he's obviously playing to the, the, the Mark, smart Mark crowd, isn't he? Yeah, uh, there's, there's a kick by Cross. He evades MJF's charge and heads as a zip. Looks unbelievably choreographed. <laughs> it really yeah. does. Yeah. MJF's out and Cross takes 30 seconds to do some elaborate cartwheel into a flip called a Suzuki special, Sasuke special, whichever you want to call it. MJF took it well. He didn't catch. I thought it would have a lot more impact with all the build-up. Do you know what I mean? It, 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 without the build, if he didn't do the cartwheel and all that shit, he would have had the same impact, basically. Yeah, he didn't need that. Didn't need it. No. No, I agree. Cross runs to the entrance and showboats in front of a fucking bullet club sign. Which is prominent. Yeah. And MJF rolls away and uh, uses the ref as a shield, which is lovely heel bullshit. He posts across his shoulder, nice sense on the arm, and stands yeah. on his hand, starts working the arm, bars it. Cross gets his hand forced down his fucking trunks and slammed, which that was nice. a great spot. That was that really gets nice. Two. 
Yeah, it was good. Mox crosses age, pretending to use a walking stick. Nice bit of heel stuff. A top rope rounder by Cross, and MJF oversells it to fucking death. Cross comes back, and he sells the arm, to be fair, I'll give him that, then does a handspring elbow using the injured arm. Oh, as fuck. No need. Yeah. Big cross body for two. Beautiful second rope stomp on the arm as Cross lent on the rope. Great shoulder breaker for two. And then Excalibur describes Rick Knox as the best of the best. (laughs) PWG senior, senior official, or whatever he calls him. (laughs) He's fucking horse shit. He's not the best. He's the best of the shit. (laughs) He's the best you got at fucking pro wrestling orangutan, obviously. Other than that, no, he hasn't. There's some <laughs> fucking lame forearm exchanges. MJF spits at him with a cocky smile. It gets a yeah. bit stagey now, like a bit comicals, an armbar, no tap. Don't use an armbar if there's no tap. You think it was a bit Starting long to... for, for an opener? Yeah, well, proper start, yeah, it starts to be a bit of a spot fest. It should have yeah. finished by now. There's no selling. There's a nice pile driver for MJF. Fucking two, are you kidding me? <laughs> Moonsault by MJF doesn't need to do that. He misses it, but he lands on his feet. We know you can do it, but you don't need to do it. Yeah. He tweaks his knee. It is impressive, but yeah. RKO by Cross seems his arm's better. Shooting star press for free. It wasn't great. Should have been five minutes of MJF being showcased. It was a bit cartoony. He hadn't refined his uh, his gimmick yet, I don't think, at all. Wrong person went over as well. Uh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> Now, overall, we thought that was a bit pony. Do you agree? Yeah, well, yeah, not the best. Definitely not the best. So now, we're going over to our new segment. It's Davey Meltzer's Shooting Stars. So, if five's the top, we'll just say five's the top. We're not doing this six, seven, seven point two five recently. No, 6.25, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah. It's got two. If you're half either side, you're you're, you're Yeah, don't forget. Anything above four is a bonus, remember. Um, <laughs> this got two and three quarter stars. That's, that's that's about right, actually, probably. Maybe two stars, I'd say. I'd say two. I'd say it was a two-star jobby, yeah. personally. Maybe be slightly gentle. Two, two, two and a half stars, maybe. I think I think uh, Davey wasn't too far off the money there, to be fair to him. I think we'll see more and more ridiculous things as this goes on, though. <laughs> Possibly. But in reality, two and three quarter stars is either two and a quarter or three and a quarter. The the adjective Tony star system is a solid two. We'll go for a solid two. Two, yeah, that's fair enough. Then we cut to Sean Mooney. Who was he? Because I didn't understand. Sean Mooney's superb. Right, so Sean Mooney is basically... Sean Mooney did the backstage in the WWF in the 80s, and he was fucking great. He was a staple of my childhood. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't that aware of him to be fair. So I was, I was a bit like, "Oh, he's that." But they, they they put it over as a big deal. <laughs> yeah, they say we they say we're going to get Chris Daniels, but we don't. We get old Nicky Aldis. <laughs> nice little surprise. Hello, everyone. I'm Sean Mooney here at All In. Come on, did you think I was going to miss this tremendous event? Do you think I would miss my opportunity? to interview the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, Nick Aldis. Nick, you have faced a lot of challenges along the way. This has got to be one of your toughest. Sean Mooney, it's an absolute pleasure to be interviewed by one of the greatest of all time. And there's a reason. 
that I'm being interviewed by one of the greatest of all time. There's a reason that there are 10,000 plus at the Sears Center here in Chicago, Illinois. There is a reason why there is a buzz like nothing else in the wrestling business. And you're looking at it, the most coveted and prestigious world's championship of all time, the 10 pounds of gold. It's the reason why Cody Rhodes wants to step into the spotlight. It's the reason why he wants to etch his place in history. It's not about following in footsteps. It's about taking the first step towards immortality. But to do that, he has to do it at the expense of the national treasure. And it's not something I feel like extending to him at this time. So if you excuse me, as much as I would love to sit around and chat, I have some preparing to do because I've got a date with Destiny and she is getting impatient. And that's a word from Nick Aldis. Let's go back to ringside. So Mooney puts over the event and Aldis looks like a fucking star, like a champ. He's brilliant. Yeah, he looks like pure money, doesn't he? However, small gripe, he sounded American. Yeah, he's Americanized his voice, and he to be fair. Annoying as fuck. <laughs> he says the ten pounds of gold is the reason that Cody's here. Great line. Yeah. First step to immortality. He says he has to beat him and he's not up for that. Cody yeah. has to beat me and I'm not up for that. I thought that yeah. was great. Uh he says he has a date with Destiny and she's getting impatient. I thought it was a really good promo. Yeah, it was. It was a good yeah, promo. Yeah. He can't. He can't really knock Nicky all. This is he's he's never. I'm not saying everything he does is is gold, but you know it's never shit. No, no, he's bang. He's you know he's consistent, isn't he? He's consistent as out. Um, and like you said, really good promo puts over the match. Uh, I think they I think they fucked up though because they were better go to Daniels like you said because his match was next. <laughs> so they must have hey, fucked that up. <laughs> I love Chris Daniels, but we got we got somewhere infinitely better there. Yeah, that's fair enough. So then we get then we get to, to Christopher Daniels. He's um flanked by his SCU brethren at the time, which is uh, obviously Frankie Kazarian, the handsome handsome bastard. He's one handsome and, motherfucker. He's like Emre Chan levels of handsome. <laughs> and uh also Scorpio Sky, who funnily I haven't seen him in fucking ages in modern day wrestling. I don't know where he's gone. Um, but Christopher Daniels is going up against uh, Stephen Amell, who um, of Arrow. of that yeah of the Arrow verse, the Arrow fame, or whatever. Um, who who had a match with? Correct me if I'm wrong. With Stardust, or was it Cody at the time? Yes, he did. Uh, uh, yeah, was some SummerSlam. This is some WWE gimmick, wasn't it? I can't remember. Yeah. You see, he so, plays yeah. Arrow. I, I think he's the worst of that lot because you know he's he's got an Arrow. He's an Archer. Archers are deceitful. <laughs> but it sticks in your back. <laughs> I don't trust. I don't trust archers. I don't trust Jeffrey Archer or the archers. Just don't do it. <laughs> a, a cowboy fires a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a loud noise. <laughs> so St- Stephen Amell, um, he's uh, he's representing Bullet Club as well. Um, every fucker is every yeah. fucker is that that gimmick does not get off the screen I know uh, John Mayer's at ringside I like to call it John Mayer I was a bit surprised at that I don't really 
didn't think he was into that, but fair enough. <laughs> well, I'm not into him, so it's all right. Well, that's fine. So this is like... You like, the, a, oh, wait, you like a bit of John Mayer, don't you? I like a bit of John Mayer, yeah. Yeah, I do. Very ah, good. I forgot about that. You, 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 yeah, I listened to one of his records. It won't, it won't for me, which is fair enough. It's supremely talented. But, He's not um, Dallas, but, you know. Well, not many are. So this is like the ultimate experience versus the total inexperience, isn't it? It's like his third match or something. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's green as shit, like his character in Arrow. <laughs> what, what do you think of this one? Because there were some really messy spots in it, I thought. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to put him on the card, you can't really get anyone better than Daniels to sort of lead him through it, can you really? Yeah. But So I see why they've done it. But again, and they put him on the card, obviously, because he's a name. I get that. But yeah, it's from a purely wrestling standpoint. Eh. So it's his first singles match, apparently. He's only done tags before. Right. And he's wrestling in leather. <laughs> it must have been warm, wasn't it? Oh, all that, man, all that added pressure and... <laughs> some chafing. <laughs> Excalibur's like, fucking dreadful. They were like Ross from Friends, those pants he wore, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's Talcon. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying Ali, Excalibur's fucking dreadful, but Callis isn't that bad. He can actually talk. Yeah. He's just he's just a bit of a prick. Yeah, basically. I mean he plays up to it, to be fair. Oh <laughs> massively. So Daniel spits his gum out and full Nelson takedowns him and walks on a mel, which I thought was a great little sort of humbling spot to start off with, like listen, sunshine, I'm I'm the fucking This Daniel, is my world. It. Yeah. Yeah. Some gimpy chop exchange. It was like oh. So then Amel takes Daniels down and walks on him. Nice. Yeah. Daniel starts fucking teeing off on him and he's seeing his ass. Amel is athletic and he hits a half decent drop kick and an insigori. It goes to the floor, of course. Yeah. Rail spot, table out. I don't think you know fucking hell who's going to go through it, yawn, because obviously someone's going to go through it. Back <laughs> suplex and Amel lands on his face. It's quite <laughs> funny. Daniels works him over methodically. There's hope spots for Amel. Did you not hear when he, when he got the table out, Excalibur actually buried that that, that you know the Chekhov's gun thing. He actually yeah. buried it on his commentary. Well, yeah. well there's che- there's Chekhov's table. Someone's going yeah. through that. Like, what is that commentary? That's fucking dreadful. I put that here. <laughs> I said I said I say che- I say I say Chekhov's gun a lot. Yeah. But Escalibur calls it out on a live pay per view. The dap gun. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. <laughs> what a fucking cock. It's a nice moonsault by Daniels. He can't suplex over the top rope to go through the table, so he can't get Amel over. Amel attempts a crossroads and hits a falcon arrow for two. And then he hits a coast-to-coast for two, which is fucking... It's just like too big a spot for the middle of the match. It's, yeah, it didn't fit, it's gonna did be, it? No, I just put here, it's going to be an absolute false finish fest. Daniel sells for about two seconds and then hits a lovely moonsault for two. So the, the crowd are really flat for this as well. And, you know... yeah. You can sort of half and not half enjoy it, but you can sort of get into it a bit more because the crowd's usually really hot for this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but they're not for this at all. <laughs> he falls on the apron and magically stumbles onto the table. That, is, that was one of the worst things I've seen. That. What was that? It's fucking dreadful. Amel <laughs> takes about six fucking years to come off the top. Daniel's moves and Amel goes through the table. 
second match in, and you got fucking table spots. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> we, f- we both forgot to mention that Jerry Lynn was a special guest referee as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that, because he, com- he does play a part eventually, doesn't he? Yeah, he takes the law into his own hands and chucks them both in, because he wants a good wrestling finish. It's not an important match. No. <laughs> no. I, lo- I love a bit of Jerry Lynn, but, you know, this was pony. Um, <laughs> it kicks off with Daniels, who gets rolled up for two. Another moonsault for three. Shit. So yeah, not a bit boring. <laughs> Wasn't the best. I don't know what was what was worse. They saw the um, fucking first match. I don't know. It was. It wasn't the best start. No, not it really. It was a bit shit. But we'll see what old uh, Davy Meltzer's shooting stars gets. <laughs> that, that for uh, Davy Meltzer was a solid 2.75, two and three quarters. I'd say one and a half stars. Probably give it a two again. Then well, again, we agree there. Two, two's, the two's a bit generous. Maybe like one and three quarters or something. <laughs> Which means it's either one and a quarter or two and a quarter. We know, <laughs> we know you know, half a star either way. <laughs> it just it just underlines how ridiculous that is the scale. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> so moving on swiftly because fuck me, these boys didn't. Yeah, we get Tennille Dashwood, the former Emma. Yeah, and Mandy Leone from Ring of Honor. They join the commentary because next we have a four-way women's match featuring Tessa Blanchard, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD. Chelsea Green and Madison Rain. Four great ladies, to be fair, at the time. <sighs> I don't know Chelsea Green really. I don't know Madison Rain really. I've put four ways are typically shit, but like Baker's decent. Whether she was at that point or not, I wasn't sure. Blanchard, Blanchard, whatever is quality, but uh, a racist bully apparently. So yeah, so fuck, fuck her. <laughs> so ask, answer me this because you're a bit more, you know, up to date with this. What's Chelsea Green's gimmick? Is she insane? She's a bit like um, she's Harvey almost Dent. like that. Yeah, it's like Two Face, like slash like Mickey James. You know when she was a mentalist, like she's got two personalities, and like one of them's like an absolute fucking called like the hot mess or something. She calls it, and she's just some absolute. She's basically like a bunny boiler. I think that's the sort of character she plays. Some absolute nutter. It was just wonderful. All, I mean. <laughs> I don't think that's a very good character of it. I think she's quite good and she's smoking, let's be honest. But um, I don't think, I don't necessarily like that character that much. Uh, Brit, Brit came out with uh, Adam Cole's old music. I don't know if you noticed that. I did actually. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was quite cool. Um, Tessa Blanchard, who could have been the absolute quintessential woman's wrestler at this point in her life if she wasn't such a cunt. She came out with a, with a dad and. Magnum T A, yeah, stepdad. Is that a stepdad? Is it? Um, yeah. Do you not think it was really weird how they were like stuck in that tiny little fucking aisle? Because the aisle yeah. was odd because it had stairs and it was yeah, it was a bit yeah, it was a bit shit. bit tight when it a bit wasn't very functional. Um, it was a Ring of Honor aisle in a big fucking arena. Yeah, definitely. It should have been one of those big long ramps, shouldn't it? Really. But I thought this match was absolutely horseshit. To be honest, mate. I mean. If there's a good if there's a good women's match, I'll fucking watch it. And then one of the best women's matches I watched all year was and one it was one of the best matches I saw all year in um, Becky and, and yeah, Bianca. Like it was a multi woman match. I hate multi man, multi woman matches anyway. And it was just 
it was just lobbed in. There was, there was nothing to it. It was just shit. Do you know what I don't like? And and, and the blokes do it as well. It's that specific, everyone's got a specific OTT pose when they get on the ropes or yeah. get in the ring. And it's so fucking WWE. And they like you can tell that they workshop that shit in NXT. It's like, well, you've all got to have your own individual, you know, yeah. you've got the Randy Orton thing and you've got the fucking, oh, fuck off. It's fucking <laughs> weapon. It really is. It's well weapon. Yeah. I'm not a fan of this Chelsea Green gimmick at all. No. I thought it was turd. Neither um, am I, to be fair. But... <laughs> so it pairs off. Tessa and Rain go outside. Why? Baker and Green trade roll-ups and near falls. I thought we were going to get Come a double-screen gimmick at one point. Oh, that's one I probably skipped it because I fucking hate <laughs> that double-screen thing. I can already <laughs> see this being a mess. A couple of nice... Uh, 7.5 Mexican arm drags. Not bad. 7.5 on the Guerrero scale because <laughs> they were Mexican arm drags <laughs> by Britt Baker. Not a fan of this two fuck off and two in the ring trope. In, it's, it's in every multi person match. Yep. It's fucking pony. Tessa clocks green with a lariat, monster elbow, and a code breaker type move. It's just move after move. Press slam to rain outside by Tessa. It's like two in, two out. It's just not for me. No. It's dive after dive after dive, and then three sling blades by Britt Baker. Hammerlock DDT by uh, Tessa on green, which was quite nice. And that got the finish. Dog shit, Matt, wasn't it? Yeah, really? messy, spotty. Just not what I like. Uh, I'd have preferred Tessa Blanchard versus Britt Baker singles match, personally. That would have been better. They'd just pair them off in, in, in singles matches. I'd have preferred Emma on the card. Emma's a good fucking wrestler. It's Neil Dashwood. I thought, I yeah. she just she just, she just sort of sticky fingers and robbed things, didn't she? That's why she got let go. <laughs> she's back now, though, isn't she? <laughs> in WWE? Yeah, she's back. You don't know. Yeah. Trained uh, by Lance Storm, so she's not going to be shit. No, no. Um, so, yeah, that, I mean, that was that was piss poor, really. What's Davey saying about that? Well... <laughs> Davey Meltzer's shooting stars gives it 3.25 stars that's that's embarrassing that isn't it I, w- I, w- I generally wouldn't go above 1.5 and that's yeah. I think I'm being generous it was one. it was shy I'll give it a, a one and a half it was it was bad really bad match for me it was really bad but I don't think it was the worst match on the show but it was pretty bad so, some quote-unquote legends are in the crowd. No idea. So, <laughs> they're called Chico and Fat-Ass Muta. Who the fuck are they? <laughs> so, turns out, one is Ricky R- Rocky Romero oh, in right. a mask. And the other is just a guy who has a host of gimmicks and it's just so fucking low budget. How are you saying these two are legends? The legend's probably on, you know, the PWG scene but not to any other fucker who don't watch PWG. <laughs> so then we get some fucking bloke called Brent. Not David, but some... David. Just, just, yeah, just, <laughs> just a guy called Brent. Brent Tarring, he's called. He joins on comms. He was known as Timothy Baltimore, or Timmy Baltimore, when he was in developmental in 2008. It turns out he did comms in OVW, and uh, apparently he went to both Cody and Nicky Aldis's wedding. So no, it's these pals, pals of them, aren't they? Big pals. Hey, pal, Cody, all this package. There was fucking dreadful music in there. It was um, so low budget, wasn't it? So low yeah, budget. 
I thought it was decent enough. There was a bit of Dusty in there. Obviously, you've got to get Dusty in there. But, you know, don't tar him with the, you know, you're only famous and big because your dad's Dusty Rhodes thing. But he's everywhere yeah. that Cody is. And yeah. I, I get it, but sometimes it's a bit... Mm. So next, we get the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, or no Rhodes. Just so, Cody at the minute, I think it was. With his With his team of Brandy Rhodes, Diamond Dallas Page, fucking Glacier <laughs> and Tommy Dreamer. What a cast of characters that is. Versus Nicky Aldis with uh, old Slapnuts, Jeff Jarrett, what the fuck? <laughs> what was that about? <laughs> Sam Shaw, who is now Dexter Loomis. Yep. Uh, Davari and Tim Storm. Not James Storm, Tim Storm. The, <laughs> Tim Storm's uh, alright, to be fair. Tim Storm's alright. I'm not familiar. For the NWA belt, so uh, old Brandy gets her own entrance. Why? Fuck it, she looks so good though, didn't she? Yeah, she's annoying as fuck, but she is a stunning, stunning woman. <laughs> she's just smoking hot, really is. <laughs> it's this fucking, and you know what? I fucking, this is why I can't get on board with Cody like you do, because there's this weird Helmsley McMahon obsession. Like, he loves Helmsley. He fucking loves him. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Fuck me, why? <laughs> I love Brandy him. Didn't come out in a crown and fucking dressed as the Terminator. Or I, fucking... Are you the Terminator? You can't kill me. <laughs> I'm not doing it. We did it the other day. <laughs> no, to be fair, I, I fucking love Cody. To be honest, I mean, I'm sure he's not everyone's cup of tea, and he certainly isn't yours. But I, I'm a massive fan of him. Really, I'm. Whenever I start the thing with Cody, whenever I start getting on board with him. He goes. He goes and does something fucking ridiculous. That just, I just go. No, you're a muppet. Go away. Don't get me wrong. I've seen him do some stupid fucking shit in wrestling, but I can't help but like the guy. I just want him to. I want him to succeed. He brings his dog out for fuck's sake. <laughs> that was his thing at the time. It's Pharaoh. I do quite like the the trainer thing. It's, it looks legit. It I think it, I think it looked like a bo- like a boxing match. You know, his entourage and his crew and stuff like that. Yeah, it had a big fight feel. I'll Dark give him Glacier, that. But when right? he, yeah, Dark Glacier. Hey, <laughs> hey, he travelled. He travelled to the deepest depths of Japan to, <laughs> to do a hybrid style. He's been teaching Cody this. His his mask is worth fucking eight grand, and it's like it's from seventeen thousand years ago. Remember that? <laughs> the comms the comms do put over the significance of the NWA belt to Cody. Like obviously his dad would it. Yeah. the old NWA belt. Fucking Earl Hebner, the fucking carny, is referee, refereeing it. <laughs> Absolute dodgy bastard. That old prick. Selling T-shirts. He'd be selling fucking bootleg T-shirts out of his car boot <laughs> later on. <laughs> then we get Nicky Aldis out. Looks like an absolute fucking star. Cocky as fuck. Love yeah. it. His gear's great. His music works. Comes put him over as the workhorse champ, like the old NWA champ used to be. Yeah. This is more like it after the fucking... The hard, triple horse shit we've had earlier. <laughs> big it, match. It looks, big old match. It, yeah, it looks big league. It doesn't look like Tim Pot Indy. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. 100%. It was announced properly. Fucking Bobby Cruz's quality. Like, there's fuck you all this chance. And there's a big grin on his face. It was fucking class. He's playing up to that heel yeah. shit, like, massively. Hebner announces on the mic he is wooden as fuck. He should be Lex Luger's manager. <laughs> Let's face it, this is the fucking main event. No matter where it is on the card, this is main event. Yep, definitely. We Could get a handshake 
and let's fucking go. Crowd's all on the feet for this. I mean, they, I think they, I think they agree. I think they agree that this was definitely, you know, main event or not semi-main event. I mean, it's, it feels that important. That six-man tag was not the main event. This was definitely the main event or semi-main. I'm sorry, it had to be the way it was all put together. And you can, you, you know, that that was Cody. Obviously, it's Cody. He's he's made it. So Presentation's all about. Yeah, that's what he's all about. Yeah, it doesn't look simple, but then he does these daft little things like Brandy having her own entrance. She's not that over. She's fucking stunning, but she's not that over. The dog, fuck me. Glacier, Jesus. And then all this ruined it a little bit for me with having slap nuts on there. <laughs> slap nuts. Jeff Jared. <laughs> this fucker's everywhere. I know you can't get away from him, can you? Cannot get away from him. So next week we're going to be uh, reviewing old Memphis from the early night. No, we're not really. <laughs> oh dear! It was it, to begin with. It was just classic wrestling match, wasn't it? Classic style, really. It wasn't anything crazy to begin with, but, but I like that. I, mean, I like I like that they slowed the pace down. To be honest, because it was just too much. Oh, those first God, few yeah. matches. <laughs> it was a nice nice break from the fucking madness, wasn't it? Yeah, they started off with. A few little like catch wrestling stuff and a bit of chain stuff, and then there was a, there was like a little bit of a strike exchange, and and Cody hit an absolute stunner of a drop kick. To be fair, um, he does have a nice drop kick. I have written that down. He has a great drop kick. And then he sort of hit like a quick dive, but it wasn't like set up, set up, set up. He, he hit it. I mean, Mark, it was two and a half minutes into the fucking match. It was too. Early. It was too early. I'll, I'll I'll admit that. But then Nick Nicky Aldis halts the momentum with a nice sort of snap suplex on the outside, which was good which just slowed it down again. And there was a nice, uh, I don't know if you know this, I know you're a big fan of these. It was a lovely, lovely fisherman suplex. Fisherman, yeah. yeah. Oh, are you? Oh, yeah. yeah. H- hooking the leg, got a two count. And he, and, he, and he really started to sort of slow the pace down, which was what I liked. Because it, it, you, can't, you can't just go 100 mile an hour, 100 mile an hour all the time because it doesn't work, does it? But I think, I think Nick Aldis actually worked it quite well until there was a, a super kick with, with, with about, 10 inches yep. of air between. Yep. Saw that. <laughs> Cody has uh, a super kick, plenty of daylight between his foot and Aldous's head. <laughs> yeah, it was quite obvious, that one. And then they have sort of like a, a cross-body collision in the middle of the ring. It was quite the impact, um, to be fair. Yeah. Um, I don't know, this is completely off topic, but have you seen that um, Ricochet yep. and Logan Paul thing? Yeah. That was... Mate, what, pretty- what was the point? I don't know, but it looked fucking awesome. <laughs> I know, there's just no point to it, but... <laughs> what did you think to the match up to this point? Uh, okay, so they lock up and obviously they work, to, they work to the ropes. Cody looks to work the arm, holding counters, and Cody then counters back and gets a headlock. Really nice stuff to start with, I thought. Mm. Uh, Aldis escapes and hits a shoulder tackle. Cody fires back with chops as they trade. Aldis hits a shoulder tackle again, but then runs into a drop kick. Cody has a great drop kick, as we've said. Aldis bails outside, and Cody follows with a suicide dive, and I was really disappointed in that, because it was, it was far too fucking early. Aldis mm. fights back with a suplex on the floor, like you said, and then post Cody. There's no build to this stuff, which is frustrating. It's just, like, the post spot, is there's a, you know, it, it's just randomly posted him. Mm. And that, that that's frustrating, but that's when the modern stuff sort of starts creeping in. Back in and they go, and obviously that fisherman suplex was filth. He whips him into the buckles, all this does, and they collide in the middle of the ring. 
Cody fires back with a drop, the drop down uppercut, like Goldust mm. S drop down uppercut, but they then sort of double clothesline and both down. Yeah. They trade strikes, then that pony super kick. <laughs> All this count was the, cro- uh, the crossroads, and they both took look for a crossbody and collide. Now, all this is to the floor, and Cody looks for this step-up dive thing, but Aldis cuts him off with an elbow strike, which didn't look that good. And then this is where it just went fucking dog shit for me. I was <laughs> fucking the ref rolls up the X. That was for terrible. DDP is back in to check on Cody. Cody is seen literally with no blood, even though if he'd have caught him with an elbow, he would have been instant. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Davari arrives and shoves Page. Cody slips under the table, and uh, DDP gives uh, Davari the old diamond cutter, which was a nice, which was nice to see, allowing yeah. Cody to blade, even though he'd been under the table previously, and that felt like it took fucking six years to, to do, and it just made no sense because you saw him with no fucking claret. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No. Yeah, and then it's DDP sent to the back, and Cody's like bleeding. All this is in at nine. He's nine minutes into a twenty odd minute match, and from a weak elbow. Yeah. So like you back in, and all this lays in the rights to a bloody Cody. All this has really, really, really good punches, man. He's he's, yeah. he's a cracking, got a cracking punch. Zeroes in on the face, to be fair though, doesn't he? Which is good. Yeah, which is which is good psychology. It's just the spot that led to that was a bit weak. Shit. Uh, mm. Cody fires back and hits a snap slam for two, that gold dust esque snap slam. Yeah, there's a lot of his uh, gold dust bits in there as well, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cody heads up top and misses the moonsault. Aldis now works him over with knees and hits a second rope fall away slam, which was lovely. Aldis follows with a splash off the top rope for two. Cody fights back and gets the figure four. Aldis rolls it and gets to the ropes. They spill to the floor and Aldis hits a running power slam. Cody looks for an Alabama slam, but his back gives out. Yeah. Cody fires up and hits it the second time, covering for two. Bit of uh, classic Cody babyface shit there. Cody <laughs> sets up but misses the disaster kick and Aldis hits a power bomb and transitions into the cloverleaf. It was fucking superb. That was seamless. Wasn't it? Cody tries to fight out of it, but Aldis pulls him back to the centre of the ring, clearly wanting to do the uh, Brett Austin spot, but <laughs> Cody's stopped bleeding. Aldis <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> sits back on the hold, but... Uh, well, it's not even called the Texas Cloverleaf, actually. They call it the King's Lynn or something, don't they? King's Land, I think it was called. Oh, it's King. I thought it was because he was from King's Lynn, that's all. It could be the King's Lynn, to be I, I, yeah, I couldn't hear the commentary all that well. It's like he sits back up. Well, we don't want to, really, do you? Uh, yeah. He sits back, back on the hold, but Cody fires up and makes it to the ropes. <laughs> all this now hits a sloppy pile driver <laughs> and uh, now heads up top. Brandy's in and covers Cody up. And hold this fucking elbow drop so it's, <laughs> it, was an, it, it was an excellent heel spot though he sells it like it was an accident which I thought was it's all right yeah Aldis gets the uh, asshole chance in covers for two Aldis slaps Cody around and Cody fires back with a disaster kick that missed and crossroads but only gets two with the crossroads they trade yeah. strikes and Cody looks for a din's fire or something it's called. That's what that's what Excalibur said because obviously you go off it. He knows all the moves, <laughs> but his back gives out again, selling his back for some reason. And all this sunset flips him, but Cody counters and looks for the sit down pin and hooks the legs for a classic Rey Mysterio esque pin for three. Yeah. New champ. Yeah, 
I see what you mean. I see gripes. I see gripes of it. I think I think the middle portion was a bit shit. You're right. I think you're definitely right with that. I thought the start. Oldest put a foot wrong. No, oldest was great. A few bits and pieces that were a bit iffy, like you said, sort of from the sort of ten minute mark up until the sort of last last four or five minutes. I thought the beginning and end was quite good though. Um, I thought the finish was quite abrupt though. Yeah, but I think it kind of worked because they. I like the fact that they. Uh, I think I, I like the I like the fact they didn't play the music straight away. They just sort of let that moment happen. Um, yeah, I thought that was nice—a nice little touch. Obviously, a big moment for Cody. You know that that belt is synonymous with his dad. You know, for a lot of you know a lot of things. Um, and... Very much like his dad, he booked himself to win it. <laughs> uh, you dropped it not too long after. I don't think though. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, mean, I, I thought it was definitely an in- increase on what was. The three previous matches. Oh God, yeah. yeah. I mean, it couldn't have been any worse, could it? <laughs> I thought his comeback wasn't built well, considering the time it took to do the, you know, the color and that. I thought it was a bit big spots too soon in it. Mm. I know what you mean. I'm assuming they're playing to the crowd because obviously the crowd, that kind of crowd, loves that shit. Cody always has to do these uber underdog. Big babyface spots like the X and the Four Hours to Blade and Brandy fucking sacrificing herself, but it's all a bit contrived for me. It's all like we know what we can tell what he's trying to do. I thought all this was superb, but he could have done some more heel stuff. Really, I thought it was decent overall. It was it was the best match so far. Oh yeah, definitely. What did our mate think of it though? Well, we're going over to David Meltzer's Shooting Stars. He gave that four stars. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'd have said three personally. Bit generous. Yeah, I'd, I'd say three. I think three would be a nice, fair rating because it's not like it's one away from the top rating, is it? Do you know what I mean? It's it's no. solid, solid match, good, decent match. Little Number few four, bits that four weren't. Four is the top. Four's the top mark. Anything else above it's a bonus. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Actually. <laughs> um, yeah, I think three's probably right. It was middle of the ground, good, decent match. You know, two good guys. Nicky Crowd Oldis. were into it. Yeah, yeah, got over in that room. What was next though is is just uh, the steaming shit, right? Like, oh fuck me. <laughs> so there's a there's a video package before this one, um, yep. which is it was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life in yep. terms of pro wrestling. It was um, about old uh, sex best Joey Ryan, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so apparently Adam Page has killed Joey Ryan. With some talking boots? Yeah. What a load of shit, honestly. Like, I can't even, I couldn't even, I didn't even know what I was watching when I, when I was, you know, when I put it on. I was like, what the hell is this? And then you think, they put the fucking world title on this geezer after doing stuff like this. Fucking hell. Honestly, so bad. I can't even. The- he called him a penis pretender. Yeah. Now, I'm afraid he's not a penis pretender because he has definitely, for real, used his knob, possibly to assault women. Scum. Subhuman scum. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but he's not actually against Joey Ryan, is he? He's against the bad boy. Um, Joey Janella. Joey Janella. So it's Joey Janella versus Adam Page in a Chicago street fight. Joey Janella's got no business wearing main event pants. We've discussed this. Um, no, he's got no business being in a wrestling ring. He's, he looks, his foot's on fire. He genuinely looks like shit. Yeah, he does. 
But I have got a new name for uh, Mr. Page. We're going to have to christen him this. It's Wooden Top Junior. <laughs> I'm afraid he is, he is the wood. He is so wooden. <laughs> you could fucking plane him in a fucking shed. He's the man who's took on the mantle after the, the great man passed on. Uh, well, not passed on, but passed on. His career is, is over at this point. Someone well, this, has to take out. Yeah, this segment, that has got to be one of the worst things I've ever seen. That, that yeah. talking shoes. It was just, it was so being the elite young books shit comedy skit, wasn't it? It was just. Now, this is the problem I found with this. A lot of it was, the whole point of it was to just fucking do shit. That's, you, you wouldn't get it unless you watch that dog shit fucking program. Yeah. I know. <laughs> uh, so we get, yeah, so we get a Chicago street fight with these two cretins. This is going to give me a fucking migraine. I couldn't watch some of it. Right, well, sadly, I did, Mark. So I had to skip bits. I, just, I couldn't. I couldn't deal with it. So, to quote the great Samuel Jackson as Jules Winfield, "Well, allow me to retort." <laughs> Janelle looks like a fucking dumpling. <laughs> he's fucking so supple, isn't he? He's so like, there's no like definition to him whatsoever. <laughs> he's a complete cretin. He's one of the worst of all time. <laughs> It is. I hate him so much. Okay, so Adam Page, Wooden Top Junior. His music is fucking dump. At least he looks good, though. He's got a look yeah. about him. He looks great, apart from that dumb fuck look that he's got on his face all the time. And he can. He can work. Yeah, he can. Definitely can. He's, he's, he's proven that he can work, but... <laughs> but he'd rather this... do this stupid shit. <laughs> so, like, like you said, he's, he's apparently confessed to killing Joey Ryan. I wish he did. I, to be brutal, well, I thought I thought he killed himself. Well, he's killed his career himself, anyway. <laughs> Janella's a fucking gurning moron. Absolute <laughs> moron. It's so bad. Forty-five seconds in, first dive. One minute, four seconds in, second dive. You've got one apiece now. Back in, back out. One minute, 40 seconds in, a moonsault outside, really. The blind moonsault that took about t- 10 seconds to set up with him watching him. I, I, I've i been twatted on the street and had fights on the street a few times. Never moonsaulted, ever. <laughs> Maybe you should have done. <laughs> Maybe I should have done. I might have got a, a, a win occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes in, Paige has a chair. Sloppy forearms. Janela is fucking awful. I'm sorry, but he's so bad. He's awful. He really is. <laughs> fall, fall away, slam on a chair for two. The back outside finds a fucking beer barrel. Janela, of course. Of course, it's just a beer barrel there, isn't it? <laughs> throw, it was the sponsor of the show, wasn't it, it, or something? Cracker barrel oh, yeah, or something. Cracker barrel. Um, he throws Paige into it. Does a dive off the barrel into the crowd. More sloppy exchanges. Bookshot Lariat over the rail. There's a table out now. There's ladders out. <laughs> Uses a barrel to make a fucking bridge. <laughs> Paige hits a fucking burning hammer on the ladder. The Wait. stupid cunt. Didn't do it properly, though. <laughs> Looked like he hurt himself more than anything. <laughs> That's one of my favourite moves of all time. Don't do that. <laughs> Dipshit. Paige gets a fucking 
bin bag. <laughs> did you not see? Did not see Joey Janela roll in the barrel like he was like Donkey Kong or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me! He gets a fucking bin bag out. It's fucking. <laughs> Penelope Ford, who we've not mentioned, is is come out with Joey Janela. She gets in and slaps Paige. It does fucking Matrix shit and then stunners Paige. This is fucking turd. <laughs> as if he's selling that as well. <laughs> then he then she cross bodies him. Janela elbows through the table, and it's like barely sold. Brawls at the entrance. Two tables now. Janela runs like a fucking moron. Page fucking power bombs him off the entrance through one table. It looked turd. He's back in the ring. Fucking bookshot lariat, no cover. Uh, something called the right of passage with six feet of air between his fucking head and that's the fucking the, that's, mat. That's the dead eye. They must have changed his name, didn't they? I don't know why they changed the name. That gets two. Ford saves with a bin bag. She makes the save with a bin bag. <laughs> Wasn't she late it, to the save as well, though? It, it, yeah. Def- <laughs> the, the ref definitely it, hit free. Inside are the talking cowboy boots. <laughs> Fuck right off, seriously. And then he super kicks, uh, super kicks Penelope Ford. And then after some proper wooden acting of astonishment that these fucking boots are in a bin bag. Fuck me. Janella's fine now, by the way. After all that <laughs> shit he's just done, so he's fine. Super kick for two. Then they got a ladder in, a table in. Page is on the table. He climbs the ladder. He climbs up. Uh, Janella climbs up the ladder with him. And I can't believe I'm saying this. They scream, "That's the phone he killed Joey Ryan with!" <laughs> and he beats Janella with a fucking mobile. T- uh, no, with a house telephone. With a fucking landline. <laughs> the pips are going. The pips are going. <laughs> It's twenty p. Call your mum. You won't be over tonight. I've got a mobile dickhead. <laughs> so, and then he hits his right of passage slash dead eye through the table for free. It was fucking abysmal. It was one of the worst matches I have ever seen in my fucking life. It was twenty fucking minutes long, Mark. It was a fucking human atrocity. <laughs> it was honest, honestly. I couldn't even. I couldn't even watch some of it. I had to skip some of it. it I agree. That is possibly the worst match I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, I'm not joking. Like I've seen it's some up shitters. there. It's fucking up there. <laughs> I've seen some shitters in my life, and you know, G- give me the fucking cage of hell or whatever it was. Fucking whatever it was, that Hogan <laughs> cage. Give me the battle bowl. <laughs> I'd, rather watch, I'd rather watch the whole battle bowl pay per view than that. I think genuinely. <laughs> Jesus fucking wept. Then. Oh, it gets worse. Then it gets worse. Then professional sex offender Joey Ryan is out with walking knobs. Not, <laughs> not, not, not of the Nasty Boys fame, but actual inflatable fucking penis penises. He does that fucking repugnant dick spot and the cocks carry Paige back off. It was fucking shit. Apparently it's a being the elite angle because, you know, Oh, resting penis was chanted all around the fucking room. It's not aged well. Not aged well at all. <laughs> it's, it's aged appallingly. <laughs> uh, 
and that made it even worse. I didn't think anything could make it worse, but that was that was possibly this from from the the package, then the match, then this horseshit. That is the worst. It is the worst thing I've ever seen in in wrestling. That is the worst thing I've ever seen. And I have watched fucking giant Gonzalez matches for fuck's sake. It's honestly it's just an, it's an atrocity, is not it? I can't stop laughing. <laughs> just thinking about it, how bad it was. <laughs> oh, dear me. <laughs> uh, how do you want to die? Do you want to, watch, do you want to die by firing squad? Electric chair or Janela versus fucking Page? Uh, uh, electric chair, please. <laughs> For fuck's sake, don't make me watch that shit. <laughs> Oh dear, I'd look, I'd, I need to hear what the rating is for that. David Meltzer's Shooting Stars. He's back again and he's giving it. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Four and a quarter stars. That, that is mental. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a, to, quote, to quote his little chub, minus five stars. <laughs> that is fucking it. Four, four and a quarter stars for that. What is the that's bar? Like oldest, apparently. That's what is the... the rock? That's better than Rock Hogan. That, that's honestly, equally that... as good. Equally as good as Brett Austin, apparently. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even give it half a star. Generally, wouldn't even give it half a star. I think. No, I've, I've Brian Alvarez did minus five stars. <laughs> that's honestly. what it gets. Honestly, I'd, I'd generally give it zero stars. To be fair. It's the... no, I'm going to go below that. <laughs> it's worse than that. It's fucking a, what an abortion of fucking humanity! <laughs> oh, I can't stop laughing at that. <laughs> what a stinker of a match! It was dreadful, honestly. Twenty fucking minutes, Mark. Twenty. <laughs> Twenty. I know. I am beginning Every... to regret agreeing to this. <laughs> It was your idea. No, it wasn't. You, your, your idea was, I'll tell you what, I've not seen people do. <laughs> There's a reason. Yeah, there is a reason. Fucking hell. Then we get old Jay Lethal walking in the back. Yeah. And I'm thinking, thankfully, thankfully, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pick up here. And he's handed a pair of Savage-esque sunglasses, gets his back slapped by a hand, and then he transforms. <laughs> Next, we get the Ring of Honor heavyweight title. It's Jay Lethal with Leaping Lanny Poffo the Genius versus Flip Gordon with Brandy Rhodes again. Odd. I don't know why I choose with him. I must... Apparently, they'd formed an alliance on being the elite. So, obviously, oh. we don't watch that third. So, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. So, Brandy looks great. Oh, let's be honest, she's really good. Uh, yeah. Flip Gordon looks a bit jobbery with his all in t shirt on. Yeah, that was jobber as fuck on it. Gets a good pop though. Yeah, he does. Gets a chant. He's got his own little chant as well, and he flip, flip, flip. This is it. This is it. <laughs> I, I, I don't mind a bit of Flip Gordon. And then this is when the penny dropped for me. All this shit is based around being the elite. Yeah, all of it. Mm. So Lee, Lee, Jay Lethal is out in full black machismo mode, yeah. wearing a Randy Savage jacket that Lanny Poffo gave him, and he joins him. Lanny Poffo. Yeah. Lethal does not need to do this. He's more no. than good enough as himself. He's been dealt a few shitty hands, but he doesn't help himself doing this just to get cheap pops. He really doesn't. I hate it. I hate it. Does, does that it. mega powers handshake with Lanny? 
and he does one for Flip Gordon as the Code of Honours observed. He moves Brandy like she's fucking Liz. He thinks she's yeah. Liz, and he moves into the corner. I'm just like, it's so bad. Oh, JJ. But apparently this is a, this is some sort of being the elite gimmick as well. Him doing it on being the elite and stuff. No, he used to do it. He, he used to do. Oh, he did it in CNA, but yeah. like he he got him to do it on being the elite and stuff. Oh, right. Yeah. Obviously, anything that's gimpy comedy. <laughs> what did you reckon to this, mate? Because I was up for it, and then I was deflated like a fucking flyaway football. I've never like I've never liked the the savage thing with, with Jay Lee. But I don't get it. I don't know where it started. I can't. I don't know the the genesis of it. But I just don't understand it. He's so much better than that. He doesn't need to do that. It, it just look. It, it, I know he is parodying, but it, it, it just looks so dumb for me. I think it's because he can do a decent macho man impression. (laughs) That's about it. He's not exactly that hard to do an impression of, is he? Thinking, (laughs) thinking. Yours is pretty good. Uh, Like you said, I mean, I I had a little bit of, I was thinking, hey, oh, here we go. Jay Lethal's on it. Love a bit of Jay Lethal. I like Jay Lethal when he's just Jay Lethal. (laughs) That's the thing. I like him when he's just him. Um, That's it. He doesn't. He doesn't need. He doesn't, he doesn't need any daft gimmicks or anything like that. He's fucking amazing as he is. Luckily, he doesn't seem overnight. To, luckily, he doesn't seem to do this that shit anymore, from what I've seen. But you oh. never know. Yeah, I thought it. I thought it was all right. I thought it did, I didn't mind the match really. I liked it when he when he when he became Jay Lethal again. Oh, he slapped on the back. He's back to normal. That's when I thought it. I, I thought it got good when it when he just was him. Um, yeah. I agree. It was just a parody for bloody, and then and then at one point, Flip Gordon starts doing like hulking up and stuff. I'm just thinking, come on, this What's is what this? I mean. It's all it's all catered. I know it's supposed to be catered for that crowd and giving the crowd what they want, but this is why it's only got such a niche market. Yeah, I I love Jay Lethal. I've got nothing but good things to say about him, but he doesn't need to be doing shit like you say. He doesn't need to be doing shit like this. Um, at least he's on the card this time. So. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just uh, Flip Gordon's an interesting one because he's he's not he's not always he's not typical what I would enjoy. He's not really my cup of tea. He's he's very flippy, very well. It's in yeah. his name, isn't it? But um, he does have he does have a bit about him, you know. Yeah, I agree with that. I just think it, it could have done without the bullshit. Yeah. He could have had it be a really nice, fast-paced ten-minute match where it was just a serious thing instead of making it like nearly twenty minutes with all this bullshit, all the crap outside. Move, like you said, moving Brandy around. Oh, she's going. I'm not Liz. I'm not Liz, and all this. It's just it was all. It was just it was daft, wasn't it? It really was sexier than Liz, to be fair. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> what well, I mean, I don't. There's not much else to say about that. I mean, it, there was a lot of there was a lot of high spots and stuff like that, as you'd expect. But they kind of worked because Jay Lethal can still work that sort of style in a way. <laughs> what do you think of it? It starts Jay attacks him with knees and jabs. But yeah. Gordon falls with two eight point twos on the steamboat and chops. Lovely nice. Then he knocks out a seven point seven, not as good, but still, you know, anything above seven. Yeah. They pick up the pace and Gordon looks for pin attempts. Jay dumps him to the floor and heads up top. Brandy blocks him, checking yeah. on Gordon. Brandy does get in the way a bit. Yeah, a little bit. She can so do that. Back- yeah, she can. Yeah, she got. It. I think. I think she's got to be a bit central central to everything, which she yeah. doesn't need to be. Jay backs her off and chases her away and into the ring. Jay then pins her up and poses with her on his shoulders, a la Savage yeah. and Liz when Elizabeth 
will you marry me? That one. <laughs> she slaps him, and Jay snaps back into lethal mode, laying in chops. This uh, gets slapped and turns into savage stuff is a bit shit. Yeah, very much so. Gordon counters a lethal combo and hits a standing moonsault for two. He does some weird fucking Cossack dancing spots to evade lethal. Bit pointless. <laughs> Gordon takes to the floor and hits three Fuck, dives. Fu- fucking Cossack. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Gordon takes Jay to the floor and hits three dives. No need for three. It's no need. No, no. Back in and Gordon hits a twisting splash for two. Several back suplex counters, but Gordon gets a cradle for two. Jay gets a backslide for two. Back to the feet and they trade strikes. Gordon hits a move called the Kinder Surprise. Apparently, that is its genuine name. <laughs> he misses the 450, but rolls through. But Jay hits the lethal combo for two. Now, Jay follows with a, with chops, looks for the lethal injection, but Gordon rolls him up for two. Another two, it's a lot of twos here. Yeah. Knee strike of Falcon Arrow for two. Jay lay, uh, Gordon lays in chops, but Jay cuts him off and hits the rolling rack. Lanny tells him to go up top, and Jay hits a slam and heads up. The elbow drop connects, and he heads back up and hits another, and then heads up back for a third. It hits, and then he covers for two free fucking elbow drops. For fuck's sake, free fucking elbow drops, and it was two. I didn't get the two it's embarrassing, that. It's a joke. And then fucking Flip Gordon hooks up. This is fucking daft. I thought, there's just too much comedy through this whole fucking thing. Yeah. Gordon does the whole routine, Hogan routine with the pointing and everything. And he lays in the big rights and does the, the U pointing big boot, then hits a Pele kick and a sling a springboard sling blade. Gordon's up top and he jumps back down and hits a Samoan pop. That's what it's called, not a drop, Samoan pop. <laughs> and then the running shooting star press and then the corkscrew moonshot for two. For two. <laughs> you work up top and Jay hits the super cutter and then the lethal injection for the win. So he beats him at 14 minutes and 25 seconds. It felt longer than that. <laughs> it did. I didn't mind some of it. The whole savage stuff in the Hogan spot was piss poor. But Lethal's great. And Gordon is one of the better flippy wrestlers. At least all his shit looks good and somewhat makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Uh, and then, obviously, after birth, Bully Ray attacks both of them with a chain. And low blows Lanny Poffo. Table's out. Gimpy Colt Cabana comes out for the oh save. God. Yeah, and him, Jay and Flip, triple power bomb Bubba through the table. Point. I swear Colt Cabana is getting booed out, booed out of the building. Yeah, he's turd. He's a fucking man. <laughs> 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 fucking, that, every, that afterbirth was atrocious. Some of the match was fucking atrocious. But it's, it's it's not good. This <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's really. I haven't seen it before, and I think I, I know you have. And I thought uh, heads up would have been nice, but you know, <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while. I forgot. I forgot what it was like. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Well, next, moving swiftly on, we get to Davy Meltzer's shooting stars. What's he given this one? What do you reckon, Mark? Probably four point five or something. No, three and a half stars. That, that's so generous. I'd give it a two, it maybe. Is two, I think it's a two. It's on par with the opening two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely a two. There's not been anything outstanding on this match, on this card, sorry. I mean, the best match so far has been has been Cody and all this, and that was a three at best. Yeah. But next, the scale breaker, 
the risk taker. It's the pipe cleaner, Kenneth Omega. <laughs> versus our good friend, Penta, insert gimmick here. <laughs> I think it was Penta L0M or something. Yeah, you do. Like, <laughs> it's not for the IWGP title, though. No, I'm it's not. It's non-title. Because it, it wasn't sanctioned by them or something. Hey, what did you think it was nice to see a luchador without mariachi music? Yeah. <laughs> We're used to that on WCW, aren't we? <laughs> and as he's coming down the uh, aisle, he nearly trips over. I'm thinking, is that Hoovy? Is that Hoovy? <laughs> Hoovy's put a bit of weight on. <laughs> and got really so- dark. <laughs> So this is one this is this is a match that I've always sort of harkened back to where I think I've seen Kenny oh, have good matches. You probably may not agree. But there is one thing that I found really funny about it, how they were both in the ring. <laughs> the crowd starts going, Holy shit, holy shit like it's like Austin and Rock in the same ring <laughs> together or something. <laughs> like it's not a, they're making out like it's some sort of absolute crazy dream match. It just isn't, is it? Let's have it right, it just isn't. No. But to be fair to Omega, he looks good. Well, self-indulgent entrance, tick. Gimpy face, tick. Over-the-top gesticulations, tick. <laughs> I mean, I'm not his biggest fan, but I like I some of his matches. Akada, Ryan, Naito, you know, good yeah. matches. But with Penta insert gimmick, I know it'll be messy as fuck and uber spotty. See, he's got no broom. He's got no broom with him. Fucking trigger off all the fools and horses is a better cleaner than this cunt. <laughs> so I think we'll. I think we may disagree on this one because I, I actually don't mind this match. <laughs> the crowd were well fucking into it, as you expect. Yeah, but Omega's hair has fucking Rudy. He's got Rudy Voller hair worse than '96 DDP. <laughs> it's oh right. I'm not a luchador. I'm not a lucha libre hater at all. Yeah, I love Ray. Super Calo's good. You know, there's there's some good shit. It's just it's just too mad these days for me. Just too yeah. mad. Yeah. That fucking El Hijo del Vikingo or whatever he's called. Have you seen this motherfucker? He's no. a lunatic. He does. It, yeah, these these spots look fucking awesome, but it's like forty five seconds to set it up, and the guys wait. And yeah, like, no, oh. no, 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 not for me. <laughs> Not a fan of this match, then. No, they milk it to fucking death. He takes a glove off and gets the weakest slap I have ever seen from Omega. <laughs> I didn't think it was that weak. <laughs> it was fucking. It couldn't even knock the skin off a rice pudding, mate. Oh dear. Go on, what, go on. Let's 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 see what you thought of this thing. <laughs> well, I'm not saying it's fucking one of my favourite matches of all time yet, but like by any means. But I got enjoyment out. I get enjoyment out of it. And I think it's an all right match. Yeah, it's a bit fast. It's a bit silly towards the end. But I actually think for the first ten minutes, there's all there's some kind of psychology to it where there's a bit of you know Penta L Zero blah blah blah. He sort of um he he sort of grounds him. In a way, which is weird because you don't you expect it to be a way around. I thought it was a nice flip, uh, nice flip, Gordon. And I think it's like <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's sort of it shows that Kenny Omega can do it, but it just for me doesn't do it enough. And don't get me wrong, it does descend into move for move, move for move, spot, spot, spot. But I think I was sort of I, I got 
I, I got into it a bit more because I think, I think to be fair, like the crowd, like you said, the crowd can make it. The crowd was hot for it, and I think that does help it in a way. And I think, I think some of the stuff Omega does is quite impressive, but it's just maybe the way he delivers it at times. Yeah, I, I, I don't. There's one thing that I really don't like about Omega. It's the <clears throat> it's this this V trigger. Um, <laughs> I think it's a bit shit. Like, that's, it's, like, not, it's not a bit shit, Mark. It's massively shit. Yeah, it's not great, and it's sort of it's one of the things that he just does all the time, and he's sort of yeah. like it's like he's got he's got all the tools and all the attributes to do so many moves, but he's he's his sort of go to in the in the heat of battle is the V trigger and the like proper like like Excalibur absolutely loves it like every time oh, it happens. God. <laughs> um, him in, in, in Meltzer Alvarez like, <laughs> like a circle jerk watching Omega matches probably <laughs> more than likely that they you know don't get me wrong I'm, I'm not a massive fan of him I just think this one's this is one of his better matches I've seen outside of Japan but there was there was I mean there was there was a little bit like there was this obsession with getting the one winged angel in as well I know, I know it's like the most protected finisher on the planet <laughs> which is is Mental. bizarre but they they, they kind of did it well because because he worked an arm at one point with like double stomps and stuff which i think was quite good by penta and they sort of they they they, they tried to they tried to do things that you don't necessarily always see from them both and i, I think i'd sort of appreciated that a bit more but i know you're not gonna like it so i'm not gonna try and convince you to <laughs> There was bits. There was bits I liked. Yeah. Okay, so Penta gives him some thigh slappy kicks and Omega bails. There's four arms and a nice backstabber. Mm. Bails again. Omega gets a very impressive Hurricane Rana. Very impressive looking. More pointing at fuck all. Just points at fuck all. Then he does some Terminator fucking gimmick and runs, runs sort of weirdly, almost skipping across the ring and Penta sling blades him and Omega straight out again so Penta can dive. That's literally, it'll knock you down, then you roll out so someone can dive. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's an exhibition of moves, there's no story, although some gimp will find fucking obscure nuance in it. Nuance. <laughs> kicks, chops, they trade lame chops, really lame chops. Uh, there was a nice snap slam on the floor by Penta. Like the finesse of Dustin Rhodes is, but it was still nice nonetheless. Yeah. It's another woeful chop trade and leg kicks. They both piss about with a lot of gesturing. Omega yeah. shouts, you can't escape, and does a rolling rack and then a moonsault. But uh, Penta gets his knees up, barely sells, and then uh, gets a tornado DDT. Penta's out, so some dives obviously coming. Yep. Spring bar- springboard crossbody, missile drop kick, some weird fucking... Slam onto his knee for two. He pricks about and gets super kicked. He no sells an elbow and a, and a snapdragon suplex. Penta counters the daft that daft finisher with a you know that angel thing. Yeah, with a backstabber as that, uh, was, the, that was a that was a nice counter. To be fair, yeah, but I mean the, stu- the move's stupid anyway. It takes far too long to fucking do. And then yeah, but he gets a backstabber and the masked moron calls it the power lung blower. Yeah, what the hell is that? That's, it, that's just a backstabber. Let's have it right. <laughs> so I'm just thinking it's a power leaf blower to get all the leaves <laughs> off my drive. 
Penta misses a double stomp, and Amiga does a Death Valley Drive for two. And he does that shitty knee, that trigger thing. Penta <laughs> super kicks his leg and double Good. stomps as he's hanging on the ropes, which I thought was all right. It looked all right, but then you realise his head rattles the fucking mat. So it was fucking stupid. Yeah. Shitty knee with four feet of air between his fucking knee and his head. Penta no-sells it, obviously, because he didn't touch <laughs> him. Then he does another, and again, doesn't sell it. A power bomb and another shitty knee for two. The convoluted angel is countered, and Penta gets a Pentagon driver for two. Right, so they call it the Pentagon driver. It's like a pump-handle Mishinoku driver type thing. Yeah. There's chops on the apron, boots, a package pile driver on the apron. A double stomp for two. <laughs> for two. Bobbins. Kenneth gets his own package pile driver and then planted him on his fucking napper. No joke, genuinely dropped him on his fucking head. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking prat. <laughs> Go another on. shit knee. Another convoluted angel is countered. A cross arm breaker. Variant kind of thing. Another package pile driver for a fucking two. <laughs> it's not going to be the finish these days, though, is it? Fuck off. This is woeful. It's <laughs> shitty knee again. <clears throat> Reverse Rana for two. Yawn. Another dog shit knee. Another convoluted angel, and he finally gets fucking free. It's such a shit finish. It is a fucking... A ton of pile drivers can't get you, but a fucking Michinoku driver with fanfare on your shoulders can. Fuck off. Dear oh fucking dear. I know pe I get why people like it. I know people like it. It's constant high spots. There's no story. Although, you know, they'll say it was him not hooking the leg or something. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's no build or investment in it for me. There's just nothing in it for me. It's just a constant stream of big moves that no cunt sells, gets a two, and then the shittiest move out of a lot of them is the most protected fucking thing on the planet. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? It is, though. It's, it's, it's pissing about putting a guy on your fucking shoulders and then doing a mission on driver. That is literally it. Yeah, but it's one winged. <laughs> should only get one count then, shouldn't it? <laughs> oh, dear. Not a fan, then. <laughs> no. I really wasn't. Because it's the same shit. Every fucking match is the same. Yeah, but I think when You're I tell you, me. When I first saw it, I hadn't seen this match an awful lot. From no, coming. but it's all you see. Every fucker does the same match these days. Yeah, you know, you get the same match out of Adam Page. You get the same match out of Pentagon. You get the same match out of fucking Ray Phoenix. You get the same match out of the Young Fucks. You get the same match out of every fucker apart from MJF, FTR, and fucking Sam Punk, and occasionally <laughs> Cody, and definitely Nick Aldis. And it's oh, it's just not what I like. It's just there's nothing to it. I can't get invested in it. I know it's not your cup of tea. Don't get me wrong. And it's not infuriating. It's not. It's not an awful lot for me. But I just think when I first saw it, I really quite enjoyed this match. Um, I got a bit out of it. Whether it holds up to that level now, I'm not sure. But I, I still, I still got a bit out of it. Um, That's fair enough, you, mate. Every each, each each to their own. But for me, it's just piss poor. Yeah, well, that's not, not athletically, everyone, athletically great. If I was watching this, you know, as a you know, a fucking gymnastics ex- exercise or something, 
it's fucking mint. They do some wicked stuff. Like it looks yeah. good, but it's not. It's not work in a wrestling match for me. It's not what I mm-hmm. like. However, we will go over to Davy Meltzer's shooting stars. It's five and a half, isn't it? <laughs> Four and a half. Bit low. Bit low for Gen- him. Generous still. Oh, it's massively generous, but for him, you know, he's 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 the king of generosity when it comes to them. I might have to, I might revise my start because I'd give this a three, but I don't want to put it on the same level as Aldis and Cody, so I might have to give them a three point two five. I will, I will give this uh, a one and three a one. quarters. Or one a, and three no, quarters. I'll give it, a, I'll give it a two. Two. All right. In fact, no, I'll give it a one and three quarters because I, I, I even thought fucking MJF and Matt Cross was better because there was something I actually enjoyed in that match. <laughs> but don't forget, we get an afterbirth as always. Lights go out. Yep. Penta fucking batters Omega and hits a code breaker. Oh no, it's first ballot cretin, the Ocho. <laughs> Chris Jezza. The Ocho. Hits a code breaker again. I'll see you on the Jericho cruise, is what he says. <laughs> what, a, the most what a shit line. <laughs> what a shit line that is. I'll see you on the Jericho cruise, baby. <laughs> what an absolute fucking gimp. Fucking Jericho touches the comms table and Callis falls over and sells it more than anyone sold anything all night. That was fucking tragic, that. He literally, all he did was just tap the table and Callis goes over like he's, it's like Rivaldo in the World Cup that time. But the thing is, that's the most anybody sold all night. (laughs) Oh, dear me. That is funny. Ridiculous. (laughs) <laughs> so next up we get problematic vulture marty skirl versus the rainmaker kazushka okada he comes out looking like if game of thrones harassed women do you know what i mean like big vulture fucking gimmick on what what a gimmick though what a gimmick what a look but is he's, he's backstage and some gimps off camera, like, witter on at him. And then he sort of starts bending the fingers. Gimpy comedy spot. Uh, it's, and I was looking forward to this as well. Yeah. Luckily, with a card not having great English, he kind of escapes all this shit. The gimpy yeah. comedy spots. Oh, do you think, think he had a hell of a look, though, Marty Skirl, that he just... Yeah. yeah. And this is... It, Right, when all this stuff came out, he was the one that I was gutted about the most because I had a lot yeah. of I was I was invested in Marty's girl. Yeah. You know, he's from he's from he's from the motherland. Yeah. You know, he's good. He's got a good gimmick, personality, you know, can cut a promo, great in the ring, bit on the small side, but you know, you can he's got stuff that can mask that. Yeah. <laughs> And I was looking, I mean, and I love Okada, we all know that we're both big yeah. Okada fans. Yeah. And he has a brilliant entrance, Marty Skull. The music's good. Yeah. You know, Great like, ring, ring gear and yeah. he comes to the ring with, yeah, looks mint. And then Okada comes out, the fucking monster, absolute monster pop for him. Tarrant. He an, uh, uh, yeah, proper Tarrant. If we were yeah. doing Tarrant, it's proper Tarrant. <laughs> It's Tarrant as fuck, isn't it? Um, Absolute. I don't want to give you that. Chrissy T as fuck. <laughs> but he's, he's absolutely 
over as fuck. What a star he is. He's over as fuck with this lot. Yeah, he's just he, like all puns aside. He, like I know it's his whole thing, but he is just money, isn't he? Like, Playing as simple. Hundred percent, hundred percent money. Handsome yeah. bastard as well. Handsome, and he's massive. He's fucking huge. I don't know if it, yeah, he's I don't know. If it, I don't know if he's just because he's in there with smaller guys, but he just looks like a giant compared to everyone. Six and a half foot though, isn't he? Yeah, he's fucking massive, and he, he's he's still fucking athletic. Do you not think that at this point they were just like the commentators are just giving up and they were going, oh, oh, that's that's kayfabe, that he's putting them over, like they were literally just burying the business there on commentary the entire night. Hey, kayfabe, kayfabe, yeah. I fucking hate that. I fucking hate that. You, you can hear Rick Bonnie sort of rolling his eyes a bit yeah. at some of the stuff, and I think he, I think he's Ka- just like Callis was loving that. He's going, oh, he's he's going to put him over and all this. It's like don't yeah. say that. Just don't say that. No, you don't call it out. Fucking Excalib is the worst with Chekhov's fucking table. <laughs> that was shocking, wasn't it? Uh, this match was this match was long. It was a long one. Yeah, about twenty six minutes. It was. Yeah. Thoughts. Okay. The crowd is split as they face off. They lock up yep. and get to the ropes, and we get a clean break from Skrull. They start grappling. Really nice hammerlock and pin by Skrull for two. Skrull mm. is excellent technically. He really. Oh is. yeah. He really is. He's, you can tell he's in like, the school of like Regal and stuff like that. In, in his, oh, like that. you can tell he's English. He wrestles English. Yeah. If that make, if that makes any sense, you know, like he's a very yeah. English style, with, especially with the finger breaking spots and stuff. Skrull works some slick grappling escapes and looks for shoulder tackle, but Akada will have none of this because he's a big dude. Yeah. Akada cuts off a suplex attempt and, attempt and Skrull lays in chops and uppercuts. Akada cuts him off with a suplex and then Skrull cuts him off and hits the apron super kick and follows with a dive. Skrull lights up Okada with chops on the floor and back in. Skrull grounds Okada and stomps and works his fingers and hand. Akada cuts him off with a flapjack but sells his arm, which he needs for the rain uh, the rainmaker, doesn't he? Yeah. So that's, that's nice. Psychology was good early on, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely lovely net breaker. Yeah. Back to the floor and a kind of plant skull with a fucking corking DDT. Like Jake Roberts style, isn't it? Like... Yeah. I'm assuming it's a, a Japanese 20 count. <laughs> <laughs> it wants to be, doesn't it, after that? <laughs> mm. Back in and a kind of hits a Guerrero-esque high-low. A kind of grounds things with a cross choke, knee in the back as the crowd rallies for Skrull. It's almost a switch with a carder acting the big, the, like the cocky big man. And yeah. Skrull working as the plucky underdog face. Yeah. Skrull fights and powers out. It's a backsta- uh, backstabber. Superb desperation hope spot. Skrull oh, hits beautiful. a fake out kick. Yeah, it really was. Skrull hits a fake out kick to the knee, grounding Okada, Enzigori, and a Tornado DDT for two. Okada counters a double underhook and follows with elbow strikes and a DDT for himself for two. Skrull manages a sunset flip for two, follows with clotheslines and hits the brain buster. Akada counters out of a, a pile driver nicely, going mm. low and using his weight advantage. Well, it was brilliant. He hits a beautiful uh, on the knee neck breaker for two, which was beautiful. It is getting a bit too county, but nowhere near as egregious as other matches had. Akada heads up top, Skrull uppercuts and he trade strikes. Bit pony this bit, wasn't a fan. Skrull finally cuts him off and hits a superplex. Skrull goes for several pins, but Akada repeatedly kicks out and reverses. Uh, Skrull now hits a powerbomb for two. He's putting it all out and he can't beat the master, basically. 
Akada yeah. fights fights for the, the fights out of the double underhook and hits the John Woo drop kick. That drop kick is one of the best drop kicks I have ever seen in my life. Akada <laughs> just hits fucking top tier. Akada's up top and hits that peach of a missile drop kick for two. Another yeah. great drop kick. But can't Akada can't finish off this smaller bloke with his tenacity. Akada looks for a tombstone, Skull fights it off and hits a DDT. It's a lot of DDTs that yeah, you know, yeah. but a DDT these days is it's nowhere can compared to some of the mad shit that they do, like package power drivers and fucking on the apron and yeah, yeah. And on the apron and stuff. Akada fights back and counters it into a tombstone. Doesn't sell really as a card pulls him up. So, you know, if he's pulled him up, Skirl blocks the Rainmaker with his finger breaking in joint manipulation spots to nullify the Rainmaker. But a card yeah. pops right up and, and hits a drop kick. Now, I thought that's where he got a bit no selly because obviously he's hit a tombstone. Mm. Anyway, Skirl uh, counters the Rainmaker into the chicken wing but can't lock it in properly. A card fights his way out, but Skirl gets the chicken wing again. Akada escapes and Skirl pushes him into the into the ref and Skirl hits Akada with the umbrella because even though he's fought like a babyface, he's still the fucking villain, right? Yeah. Skirl hits his own Rainmaker for two, which the crowd bought as a finish, but obviously no one hits it like Akada. Akada yeah. then counters a chicken wing and hits the Rainmaker, but Akada ca- uh, can't capitalise because he's fucked. Skirl dares Akada to bring it like... You know, that classic never say die babyface sort of yeah. attitude. Big forearm by Akada and another and a third. Skirl starts firing up and spits at him, slaps him and grabs his fingers, but Akada hits another Rainmaker and then another for good measure for free. I think it took a little bit much to beat him, but yeah, it, I, I thought it was, uh, it got to, I thought it was the best match of the night so far. Got a touch, no selly and false finishy, but nowhere near as egregious, as egregious as the Omega match or anything like that. It's a classic story uh, and some nice psychology. I enjoyed it. What did you think? Um, I didn't think it was as good as I expected it to be, I, but I still, I still think it was. I, I think it was a tad long. I do think it dragged a little bit in spells. Yeah, uh, and I think I think I agree with you in the fact Akada, you should have put him away earlier. Just in terms of the visual, it just that it doesn't do much for a card of that taking twenty seven minutes or twenty eight minutes or whatever it was to beat my girl. And I like my girl, but a card is clearly the the A side of this, isn't he? Let's be honest, hundred percent. But yeah, I, I liked I liked some of the little elements, like like you were saying, like it was like that sort of plucky, you know, tough, tenacious, smaller guy, you know, fighting up against like the the absolute Goliath of of, of a card and yeah. I think I think that was nice, and I, I, I like those like like you said that finger spot saying that it's a bit like you know Pete Dunne does similar stuff like that, doesn't he? And, yeah, um, it's very British, very British style. Uh, I, I think I, I think I'd probably put it on par with Cody and Nick Aldis in terms of the best match of the night. Um, I think it was slightly better personally. But... Yeah, I just I just, I, just didn't, I, I didn't really I didn't really see I didn't think there was any importance to it. That was the only thing. Do you know what I mean? There was, there was, it didn't feel like there was anything on the line. Whereas in the Nick Aldis Cody match, it felt like there was a legacy on the line for Cody. Yeah, there, true. There was a, true. there was there was an element of a story behind it, which I, which I think just sort of puts it on on par for me. Um, yeah, no, no, yeah, I agree with that. Actually, you make a lot of sense with that. Um, I think that added added to the Cody match. Yeah, I just think the presentation of it and the whole, you know, like you were saying before, and like even though it was, it was a little bit. 
a little bit par- a little bit parody with like glacier and stuff like that. I like the sort of the feel to it, like the entourages. It, it felt different, but this was definitely on that level. It's not the it's not the best Okada match I've seen by any stretch of the imagination. But you know, the guys the guys just pure class, and he is he stands out every time, no matter who he's against. Um, yeah, hundred percent. And it, it just makes me think, fucking nice girl, just don't be a fucking cunt. You had you had it all going for you. You had it all going for you. You know, he could have done so much in wrestling and he's just a fucking prick. Yep. So many people like that. And but it's like I thought I thought yeah, I said I thought it was a good I thought it was a good match. I just think it just went a tad long and I just sort of lost my way with it halfway through, but it picked up again towards the end. You know, you know, like when we watched that Jay White and um a card match. That was long yeah. and it was longer than this by about ten minutes, I think. But it was for the IWGP heavyweight title. It's the two top guys, you know, coming yeah. head to head. So it's like that makes sense. It's that the, yeah, the element of how long it took just didn't make as much sense for me. But I still, I still got a lot of enjoyment out of it. Definitely. No, I agree. Uh, do you want to hear what old David Meltzer gave it on his shooting stars? Let's go. Four and a quarter. Tad generous. But... I think. I think it was better than Omega's match. Yeah, hundred percent. I'd say it's a solid three on par. I'd say three point three point five on same level as what I gave Cody and Nick Aldis. Oh, I gave him a three, so there you go. Yeah, well, about on the same level, aren't we? Yeah, there? pretty much. And then fuck me, they sprint through this. Then it's yeah. clearly no time left for the Golden Gimps to get the shit in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we get to the. Main event, if you want to call it that, it's not the fucking main event, is it? I'll, uh, I'll fist the main event, genuinely. <laughs> so it's a, a six man tag or trios match, if you want to call it that. Um, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> well, a lot of well, fucking AEW do, so uh, you have to get used to that eventually. And but, um, it's the golden elite, like you said, that's Young Bucks and Kota Ibushi, who is spoken about very highly, but I've not seen an awful lot of him, to be brutally honest. Um, he's a bit spotty, but, you know... Yeah, he's, he's Omega's I've best him, mate, isn't he? Yeah, but he's, he's, he's Omega level in terms of, like, I've seen him have good matches with people, I've seen him have absolute dog shit. Yeah. So, so, so it's him. Sos. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Golden Elite against the flipping trio of... Um, Bandido, who to be fair, I think Bandido is pretty banging to be honest. <laughs> Ray Phoenix, who is the ultimate spot monkey, and a Ray, Ray Mysterio in Wolverine inspired gear, which was fucking sublime. Yeah, it was, but he's, be- <laughs> he's better than this. Ray Mysterio is better than this, I'm afraid. Of course, he is. Of course, he is. They say this, he's, he's way better than this, but his gear was su- like super. That's the best, that's some of the best gear I've ever seen him wear. He looked amazing. <laughs> But like you said with this one, it was in a way it, it was short, but it didn't feel short. If that makes sense, no, it felt like fucking. It ages. felt like it went on forever, didn't it? I mean, because they do so much stuff, that's why. Yeah, I mean, I'd love. I can't wait to hear what you think about this. <laughs> oh right, so Ray looks mint. He really does, but he takes a fucking age to come out. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and then these fucking tits. Ibushi, Ibushi looks decent. Do you know what I mean? He looks yeah. like an athlete. He's, he's he's got, and then these two muppets look like Marty Ginetti with fucking AIDS. 
<laughs> in match in macho man Randy Savage jackets. It's fucking this this golden lovers, golden elite stuff is piss based, right? It's all about piss. Yeah. You've got uh, the, the the golden lovers, which is a mega and a bushy. They've got a finishing move called the golden shower. Okay. Yeah. Aren't they a thing though? Aren't they an I- Haven't they been? Haven't they been an item before? Is it? I could be wrong there. Who Omega and Ibushi? Yeah, I don't know because don't really matter, does it? No, it doesn't. But I think I think I think that was a that was a story that was going around. I don't know if it's true. Don't, don't really care to be honest. But no, it makes no odds to me. Rickaboni tries, bless him. Yeah. Saying they're uh, heavyweight in their own right. <laughs> he means in their own mind. Yeah. <laughs> so book one and Bandido playing punch exchange. Uh, rope running tornado, which is like a tornado thing off the top by a bandido. Some impressive athleticism by a bandido to evade a, a clothesline, to be fair. It's like ma- matrix stuff, then sort yeah. of kicks up and shows off with a handstand. I think Head he's scissors. great. Yeah. Bandido. I really like bandido. I, I, I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen, seen much of him. Head scissors, bucks out, tope, suicida, obviously. <laughs> it, it would have looked men if the book one didn't obviously catch. Yeah. You know I mean, he's like, come here, come here, mate. Yeah. Fucking bull. The books do a double hit toss, backflip for no reason, and then a double drop kick to Bandido. What, what's the backflip for? <laughs> Don't know. Phoenix tags in, hooray, and cross bodies in, then proceeds to do some cooperative wacky shit with both books. Botches the sit-down springboard and then just bounces on the ropes for a bit. It gets kicked in the face, crow-cop style, according to Callis. Ha, fucking ha. Did Mako crow-cop ever slap his fire when he booted some cunt in the face? No, he did not. <laughs> That's so, so insulting to that guy. <laughs> Still no-sold. Then they do, do like a roly-poly fucking diamond cutter for two. Ibushi and Ray are in. Crowd get an absolute chubby. Yeah. Hurricane Rana by Ray, as always. Super kick by Ibushi, all a bit stagey. Have a standoff, there's kicks by Ibushi. Book two gets DDT'd out. You can hear, you've got to go home. Can you, did you hear that? Like, you've got to go home, you got to go home, like in the fucking... Did you? I don't hear that. Monitors. I did, I was laughing my bollocks off. Some daft, <laughs> Sp- some daft Spanish fly spot by one of the books. Ibushi does uh, palm strikes and kicks after Bandido misses a moonsault. Then Ibushi hits his uh, moonsault thing that he does. <laughs> You've got to go home. <laughs> I know, I'm I'm laughing fucking... You've got to go home. You've got to go home. It's great. <laughs> fucking old Rick, Ricky Knox is in there, standing there, doing fuck all, as always. Double Pele kicks by Ibushi, athletic, because uh, Phoenix is in now, by the way, as well, obviously, because yeah. they're all fucking in. Book two kicks and elbows and does corner knees, a bulldog, a clothesline combo. So he, he sort of he bulldogs him, and as he's bulldogging him, he clotheslines him. It's fucking shit. It doesn't it doesn't work for me, brother. Mad flips out by uh, book two and he boosh it, and it all becomes a mess. Rick Knox may as well be reading the fucking paper. <laughs> what is the point of him? He's literally no point. Shit. <laughs> uh, Ray Springborn ran as book one, and uh, Springborn moonsaults to the gathered crowd outside. So they're all now stood up. Because it's his, it's Phoenix's time to do a dive now, so he does a torneo, barely sold. They're all up again. Bandido's turn, corkscrew. Rickaboni shouts out, "What's left to do?" 
My, my thoughts are exactly, Ian. My thoughts are exactly. <laughs> uh, this is daft as fuck, but it's expected. Uh, no selling from the book, and cannonballs off the stage. The mask moron spaffs everywhere, absolutely fucking <laughs> covers the comms booth. It's like Randy Marsh, fucking everywhere. Oh, he's absolutely loving it, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, God, you never seen anyone. He was in his element. His, his, mask, his mask steamed up a bit. <laughs> One of, one of the books, Buckle Bumps Bandido, the other one kicks him in the head. Power bomb into a German for two. Didn't mind that. Triple Rana by Bandido, for fuck's sake. Triple fucking Rana. How do you <laughs> Hurricane Rana free people? <laughs> Sent on by uh, Ray, 619, blocked. Davy Meltzer driver, blocked. Bunch of kicks and a Rana. Guess a 619. Canadian destroyer, fucking hell. Reverse Rana. No covers, no one sells, all trading moves. Ray does a frog splash for two, for two. Bandido takes a while to set up a flipping fall away slam for two. It looked impressive, but two still. A million fucking super kicks, two moonsaults, and a 450 to Bandido consecutively, all done in a row. So oh, shit, two moonsaults, yeah, two count, by the way. And then, uh, oh, Davey melts a five-star driver for free. Fucking turd. <laughs> And there goes the notebook. <laughs> Absolute wank on my shoe. It's fucking dog shit. I've never seen anything. Well, I have to say, I've, I've watched something worse than it. I mean, tonight, Paige Janella. But this is just, what is the fucking, what is it? I don't get what it is. <laughs> it's a series of moves. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> it's fucking really bad, it is. This bonus thing's going to kill me off, isn't it? <laughs> No, because there will eventually be good stuff. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but you're gonna have to announce it one day on the Twitter page. Sorry, John had an embolism last night <laughs> while watching while watching the Bunks Bucks versus fucking Phoenix and Penta in a fucking triangle knobhead match or something. <laughs> well, you'll be happy to know that the next pay per view is uh, Ladder Match between the young young uh, young Bucks versus uh, uh, Lucha Brothers. So uh, get ready oh, for that. Don't, don't. Don't worry, sunshine. We're going to go through that card in a minute. <laughs> and every time, every match I say, I'm going to go, Mark, you're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Guess oh, what dear. this got? What did you think? One. No, I mean, what did you think of the match in general? Oh, horseshit. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> you know, you've said everything that I've got written on my notes, essentially. <laughs> no, no, you did you you did it better than I could I could ever. I, the only good thing I, I like Bandido, but I, I, this match does nothing for him. It doesn't help for Rey Mysterio either. No. Um, I can see I can see why you like Bandido, and I wouldn't mind seeing him in something else. But I've not seen enough of him to make a uh, make an assessment. <laughs> I think he, I, I, he he signed to AEW now. I think so. He might see a bit more yeah, of him in the future. He's I think he's good, but um, just awful. Yeah, young bucks. They're the st- they're the worst. They are the worst thing about AW. They really are. I could get I could get away with watching Omega if them two twats weren't so closely linked to him. And oh, I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, but you know, he's with a personality him, vacuum, isn't he? With Omega, you can you can see elements of it. Do you know what I mean? You know, there is a bit of that that he's, he's athleticism, and and the young bucks are athletic, but. Theirs is just like 
it's just taken to a new level. It's just insane. There's there's no story whatsoever. There's no nothing ever. Nothing marinades. Nothing settles. It's just like it's had a bit where they're all doing like moon salts or whatever it was, shooting star press, all doing them right one after each other, like three in a row. Fucking bobbins, wasn't like, it? And the the guy on the ring just rolls out of the ring and he, he's out, and then it's someone else's turn. It's just like yeah, to watch that and get lost in it is a contest. It just it's impossible because because it's because it, it looks so fake. It looks so fucking fake. I mean, and and at this point in my life, I know fucking wrestling is is it's fake as anything. But you know, give us something that makes you think it isn't. Jesus fucking Christ! And like I said, I, I said to you before, it, it was short. It felt like it went on for thirty minutes. Yeah. You know, it was short by their standards, and it just it was it was, it was really bad. And and how how he could put that on as the main event, it's just bizarre to me. You know. Even even Omega and fucking Penta, that's more worthy of a main event spot. Akada's more worthy of a main event spot. Cody, well, this is why I'm. This is why I say Akada Skull was was yeah. that good because they went long, which meant we only got eleven minutes of this shit. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine how how fucking much more we'd have got if they hadn't gone long? I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was really bad. Like really, really bad. Well, over to Davey Meltzer's shooting stars, 4.5. Oh, 4.5. <laughs> he has to. It's his gimmick, though, isn't it? It's his gimmick. Yeah, of course it is. I would give that, like, a fucking one. I'd say one. I mean, that's fair. I mean, that's fucking awful. It wasn't the worst match on the card, but it was not fucking far off. No. <laughs> oh dear. Well, that brings us to the end to uh, the first on this on this journey. <laughs> Overall, I thought it was pretty fucking poor, considering it was like the biggest indie show ever. Yeah, but it was it very was, indie uh, though. It was extremely yeah, indie. Was, that's why I'm surprised there's no five star fucking matches by Meltzer on it. It was, <laughs> it was very indie. It was it was guys with no experience of the big time trying to do the big time. And it all looked quite legit until you saw the fucking walkway and it was like steps down, yeah, really. Yeah. And some of the video like packages as well were poor as yeah. well. Yeah, and it really. was so fucking long, Mark. It was so long. It was too not long. Not everything has to go 15 minutes plus. Not everything does. Certain matches need it. Certain matches yeah. really don't fucking need it. Spot fest matches do not need it. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Well, that's just the, the way, that's the precedent they've set, I'm afraid. If you want to continue down this road, you're gonna have to get used to it. You're gonna get lied to. <laughs> no, it's just one of them where, like, that's just their, that's just them. So you know, I think the running order was a bit out of, out of whack as well. What do you mean? Like Cody having Cody in the middle, like yeah, the card wasn't built very well, was it? It wasn't built well at all. The thing is, if they, if they'd have just put on Omega, the books, Cody, Jay Lethal, and fucking Akada, that the stuff they wouldn't. Not have lost any no. any people. They didn't need any. They didn't need the early shit. They didn't need the you fucking Janela Page bullshit. You didn't need the, you know, you don't even need MJF really. If you unless you're going to put him in with somebody half decent that you can get a good match out of. Yeah. And you know, it was just turd. It was just, and they had the fucking pre-show. <laughs> but this <laughs> is what that crowd love. Show. Yeah, they love yeah. like fucking seven hours of fucking spots. <laughs> I, can't, I don't know if they have the energy for it to be honest <laughs> I just I just can't get behind this as, as a whole it's just 
like at least with AEW, you do have some decent matches on with people who know how to fucking put shit together occasionally. Mm. But yeah, fuck me. So I think we need to go to our awards. There is yep. no ban of the night, but I do have a new one. Okay. Okay. So who was your uh, what's your match of the night, mate? I think just because I because because of the spectacle of it and the way it was presented, I'd, I'd give it to Aldis and Cody. I felt like it oh, yeah, had an old school old school vibe to it in terms of the, the presentation and the importance of of how much they put over that belt. And I love Cody, so sorry. I've just. I just I enjoyed it. I thought it was all right. Not not like a amazing amazing match that I'm going to talk about to everyone, but I just no. enjoyed it. I enjoyed all it. Right. Yeah, I thought there was two decent matches on the show, but I think Akada Skull just edges it for me because it didn't have that hokey fucking mm. blade job and the fucking X and all that. Like, come on, yeah, I get, I get you. He has an obsession with trapping up on my baby face, Cody Rhodes. He really does, and he and he's yeah. and he pushes it like fuck. And that's that gets on my tits a bit. So I'm going to say a card of skill, but you know, yeah, it could have got either way. Cody. Yeah, Aldis and Cody wasn't far off. Um, yeah. Who's your MVP tonight? I think Ian Riccoboni for remaining professional through sitting with a bunch of fucking knobheads <laughs> all night and <laughs> having to sound like he he was enjoying it when he could tell he really wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I can't fault that, but I'm going to give it to uh, the national treasure, Nicky Aldis. Yeah, didn't put a foot wrong. Was superb. Looks money. What a star! How great that promo. fucker is is not in a top company. I just yeah, great promo. I, I don't get it. Personally, I can't I get my head around it. I think he's gold unless he's got an attitude and people don't like working with him. But you know, I don't know. I've, I, 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 from what I understand, it was it was just him and that Korg, and they just they couldn't get on. Well, he, he tried long enough, didn't he? He was there for a while. Yeah, and he he put that. He he didn't put it on the map, but he he, he did his very. Damned, he's damned hardest to yeah. build that back oh, up God, again, yeah. didn't he? And he, yeah. he did, to be fair. But yeah, you're right. The, the fact that he's not top heel in a, in a big company is just bizarre to me. I can't get my head around it. Okay, so the Young Bucks Award, dick of the day. <laughs> I think I think you might have to give it to, as a whole package, the, the Joey Janela, Adam Page, Joey Ryan situation. That is quite easily... I, I generally can't think of a worse build segment match than that no. I've ever seen in my life. So, well, I was going to give it Joey Ryan because he's a yeah. fucking cunt. Well, yeah, it could go to him individually, but I just think the whole fucking thing, all three of them can go in it. Honestly, what a load of shit. What and that obviously wins Stinker of the Night as well. <laughs> yeah. It could be Stinker of, of all time, <laughs> never mind this night. And what is your bullshit high spot of the night? <laughs> oh, do you know it's a it's a toss up. I think it is that that fucking double that moon stupid... salt corkscrew bollocks. Yeah, that could be up there. I don't know if you class it as a high spot, but just in terms of a spot, that that bit where Chris Daniels fell off the apron and then just hopped onto the <laughs> table. <laughs> that, that's that's possibly one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. Uh, I think I'd have to give that it that because because I, I had to wind it back and I was like, what the fuck was that? Like I had to wind it back like two or three times and I was like, nah, that that that's not on that for a professional like Chris Daniels. Like what the fuck happened there? <laughs> yeah, absolutely dump. But yeah, mine was mine was the double moon salt corkscrew fucking nightmare for two on Bandido. 
Fucking dreadful. What about that bit where they were all doing like shooting star presses right after each other? That was fucking shit as well. Yeah, that was what the chart was too many. Yeah, <laughs> there's far too many. <laughs> we'll give it. We'll give it. Chris Daniels is sh- sharpy shuffle onto the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Right. So overall, this was wank. Really, <laughs> for four hours. For four hours to get too much of that four hours. It was it was absolute dog shit. It, it makes me, you know, I can't wait now for fucking Nitro. <laughs> Nitro is fucking good compared to this. Nitro is half decent. <laughs> so what I'm going to quickly do now, our next our next one in this uh, series, fuck's sake, is Double or going. Nothing. <laughs> Double or Nothing 2019. So the first that is ever first, AEW pay-per-view. Yeah, the inaugural pay-per-view. So we're going to go through the card. And this should be fun. We've not got the pre-show, so we missed the Casino Battle Royal, which is nice. That's the one with uh, with the guy with no legs. Yep. <laughs> so we kick off. We kick off with a six-man, SoCal Uncensored, SCU, versus uh, Strong Hearts. Me neither. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then we get a four-way, four-way women's match. Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, Kylie Ray, and Awesome Kong. Then we get a tag match of Best Friends versus Angelico and Jack Evans. <laughs> That's fucking awful. <laughs> then we get then we get a six six woman tag with Hikaru Shida, Riho, Rio Mizunami versus Aja Kong, Emi Sakura, and Yuka Sakazaki. That was a. Uh... That must have been when when Omega was booking the women's division. <laughs> no, no shit. Uh, then we get Cody versus Dustin. That's an all-time classic. Well, we'll see. Then we get the Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. Oh, in a ladder match. Wonderful. Yeah, that's what I said before. Escara the... de la Murta, is what they call it. <laughs> and then the main event is Jericho versus Omega. We shall see. We shall see. <laughs> so, You're looking forward to that like... one? If, if you like, if you like this episode and want to watch along with us, you've you've clearly you know got issues. <laughs> of what car magazine? <laughs> yeah, this is this is going to be fun. But next month we're going to do something a bit different. We're going to do an old WCW pay per view that we get to see young Kevin Nash and young Scott Hall on. Yeah. So, which should be interesting. So, we will give you more info on that further down the line. But obviously, as usual, we are doing our fortnightly WCW walkthrough. We've yeah. just done World War Three. Next up is the 25th of November, 1996. So if you like what we do, we are look at the adjective on Twitter. This is uh, obviously going to come out on our timeline, but it's going to be a separate entity, as is the old school WCW bonuses we're going to do as well. Yeah, We need to think of uh, a pertinent daft name for that as well. Any Any ideas, guys? <laughs> Any ideas, send them in. We will gladly welcome them because this one is called, well, wouldn't you know who won the Tony? But that abbreviates to WWYK, WWTT, Wickwit. <laughs> <laughs> New episode of Wickwit's out. <laughs> so the, the next episode of Wickwit is Double or Nothing 2019. If you like what you're hearing from us, subscribe to us on Twitter, do a Young Book super kick, slap that leg. <laughs> it was a five-star Davy Meltzer driver. 
on Spotify as well if you enjoy what we do. At Adjective Pod on Twitter if you want to uh, interact with us, ask us some questions. AEW-based, WCW-based, anything-based, cereal, Tank Abbott, <laughs> Bee Gees, whatever. <laughs> partridge. Partridge, yeah. Always up for the uh, Partridge. So, uh, without further ado, we have gone, we've gone... Fucking all in long game, haven't we? Fucking hell, fire. Just a touch. We was like, oh, it's a bonus episode. It'll be about an hour. <laughs> oh, no, not quite. Two and a half. Two and a half, I'm counting. Right, so without further ado, seeing he's on the pay per view tonight, I'll say those flippy floppy two words, Rey Mysterio. Cheerio. Reach for the sky, boy. <laughs>